I think all four of us that are on today would highly recommend Josie and the Pussycats as a film and say that Josie and the Pussycats is the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> How do you say friends in German? Mein Freunden. Mein Freunden. Welcome to XOXO Riverdale. I am Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Vatter. And we have some guests with us today. This is so exciting. Our first guests on this podcast who are reveling in our geekiness and bringing their own geekiness to the Pops Chocolate Shop table. Let's welcome them. We've got Meredith Avery. Hi, everybody. So, Meredith, what brings you to this podcast, this Riverdale podcast? So, I know Kate because we rode together, mm-hmm. and I discovered Riverdale because it was suggested to me by two very, very different people, one of them being Kate, and the other with a very different sensibility being my little brother, who is the last person I would have expected to be watching a high school teen drama. Mm-hmm. Does he have, like, a girlfriend or something who got him into it? I have no idea how okay. he, he got turned on to it. I will have to ask him. But when you have two people that vastly different recommending the same show, I was like, okay, I gotta give this a try. And one episode I got sucked in. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Now listen, everybody. We'd be lucky if Meredith was our only guest. <laughs> but that's just not the case. There's a whole other guest here in the room with us. Go for it. Who are Hi, you? Hi. I'm Annalie. And I'm a real-life teenager. <laughs> I'm a senior in high school in Alameda, California. Oh, I love oh, this. I'm a real teenager. And and <laughs> long time listener of the show will know how excited we are about this. So so uh, so Annalie, you're here visiting Meredith, yes. right? Because Meredith is your is your aunt, cousin, right? Cousin. Oh, cousin. My apologies, your cousin. And you're taking time out of your visit to New York City to sit with three geeky people, adults, adults and talk about Riverdale. I am. So Meredith was like, oh, you should watch this show because these people are really excited to have a teenager. <laughs> and so then I did. And I really like the show. <laughs> yeah, because um, the show's awesome. Yeah, right? it is. I heard, was it yesterday or two days ago from Meredith that you watched one episode? And then when yeah. you got here today, you're and like, then I, I saw all I totally binged it. It was so good. And I, like, don't usually do Netflix because it sucks my soul out. But, um... <laughs> I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked the show. Came and, all the way to New York City um, to binge a Netflix mm-hmm. show. No, that's um, great. <laughs> I had, like, a few Betty and Veronica comics when I was little, and I don't remember them, except I remember how it looked, and when I saw the casting, I was like, oh my god, this is, it's so perfect. But I don't actually remember, like, reading it or anything about the plot at all. No, yes, yeah, same. But, yeah. It was same for me. That's interesting because I have vivid memories. The opposite. Like, I know. The opposite. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. All right, so, Kate. Up top news? Up top news, social media recap. What's been going on? Um, So they've been filming. Episode 204 took, like, two weeks to film, all at, like, midnight. The professional is Madchen, who plays Alice, who's been in the biz probably as long, if not longer, than anyone else in the show said it was, like, her worst shoot. Not in, like, horrible things went wrong, but it just, like, took 
forever. Wow. It took forever in overnight shoots. It was the apocalypse now of Riverdale shoots. Yeah, and I'm sure they're all, and as far as I can tell, everyone's perfectly happy and doing great. Oh, good, fine. Great. But it just, like, it was outside overnight. It, I'm sure it was just like hell. A couple other things we caught. There's a new serpent on the block. We might have talked about this last episode. Rod Rako, who plays uh, yep. Joaquin, posted a picture. Yeah, we love Joaquin here. <laughs> We're big Joaquin fans. Posted a picture with another girl saying like, oh, we have a new serpent. We had a new serpent. But I haven't seen Rod Rako on the set at all. Interesting. Yeah. But he's been, he seems to have been hanging around the Riverdale group crew yeah. on social media. I've seen him on social media hanging out with them. Not like in pictures with them, but just like at the same place. Yeah. He so could like be, he must be around. He could be in Vancouver filming something else. Yeah. Oh, he is filming something in Vancouver. Mm. Not really um, same with Cody Kearsley, who plays Moose. Oh, cool. Our uh, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Big Moose fans here. We've also seen an old picture of KJ with Ed Sheeran on his New Zealand show with hair while not awful red, is somehow too dark black. Yes. Like, I don't know what his real hair color is supposed to be, because I've only ever seen him with, like, super dark, too dark, or super red, too red. I'm guessing his real hair color is, like, a pretty normal brown. I feel like, well, he's not white. I feel like it would be, like, a darker brown. That's why I was surprised oh, the black looks so weird. That's true, because he yeah, is- Yeah, I would have expected it to be black, especially since the red that they ended up with is so weird that I assumed it was because it was, it was really on a black face. Right, I assumed it was really hard to bleach his hair and get a decent red out of it, which is how he ended up with such a weird red hair. That's yeah. really valid, yeah. It and, grows and, out pretty dark, but this picture is like... And that's always been my argument about... Oh, so, shout out to my buddy who's currently on tour with Book of Mormon, PJ Adzema, who played Archie in my uh, Archie parody musical that I wrote a few years ago that's called Joey and Ron, because he is a red-headed actor. Yeah. And he's young. PJ, I hope you're listening to this because I'm going to say something nice about you. He's very handsome looking. Why couldn't they find someone like that to play Archie? I just don't understand, you know? See, I see that hair with the, the that video with the black hair and that looks totally natural well, Yeah, to that me. looks natural to He me. just looks very different. He looks like a very different person. Well, yeah, because he's way yeah. younger. We're talking about KJ I now, wonder... not PJ. Yes. yes. Uh, sorry. Sorry, PJ. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, PJ. <laughs> I wonder, because he was also in a... KJ was in a dog's purpose and I bet that's his natural hair color, but I don't want to watch the movie where the dog was abused. Yeah, we can't watch the we movie where the dog... Dog was abused. It's terrible. It's against the law. It's against the law. Um, we also saw, I don't know if it was on Casey's or on a lot of people's Instas, that um, Kevin is going to be working in Pops. Oh, yeah. Kevin Keller working at Pops. Yeah. And then here's a picture that just popped up in my photos that I forgot I took a picture of. It is Mr. KJ Appa in a kilt. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Camilla Mendez took the picture. Yeah, of KJ Appa in a kilt. It looks like he's on set, but I can't fathom why Archie would be in a kilt. I'm really hoping that there's an entire kilt-themed episode of Riverdale coming up where oh, they're all in kilts. that would be amazing. I want everyone in a kilt. I want Vegas the dog in a kilt. Oh, we know. We love Vegas here. <laughs> um, and the final thing on social media was a short little video in an Instagram story of Principal Weatherby playing the drums! Oh, I was going to bring it up if you weren't going oh, to. Oh, good. But boy, was that charming. What Principal Weatherby. What a delight. Wailing on those drums. So... That's all of our updates about what's going on in the general world of Riverdale, but we have an episode to discuss, my fine friends. You know, I'm surrounded by three gorgeous, talented, smart, 
strong women. So assuming things. I'm assuming. <laughs> I've known I was you. Say, keep going. Keep I've, going. I've known the two of you now for an hour. So clearly, I it's my prerogative as a cisgendered white male to <laughs> suss out the type of women you are. But uh, it's great to actually have three women talking about this episode because the title of this episode is "Faster Pussycat Kill Kill." Kill. Which is named after a Russ Meyer film, uh, which is about three female go-go dancers. I think there's three of them in that movie. I yes. think they're a oh, trio. I, it made me so yeah. happy when I Googled this, because I, I was like, I, that sounds familiar. I think it's a movie title. Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, it follows three go-go dancers yes. who embark on a spree of kidnapping and murder in the California desert. Yeah, and Russ Meyer, just just because it's fun to talk about the influences of this show, Russ Meyer was sort of a exploitation film director, but his movies always had... I've seen a few of them. I, I've actually never seen Faster Pussycat, surprising, because it is his most famous one. His movies have a real sense of playfulness and fun to them, and they clearly, although they certainly are objectifying the female characters, he does clearly have a lot of respect and, like, love for his female characters, which is what makes the film stand apart from a lot of other exploitation fare of the era. And uh, all of his movies that have these actresses in them, they're all known as his bosom mania films because he was really into boobies Russ Meyer so you heard it here first on this show well you didn't hear it here first because it's a well-known fact but Russ Meyer into the boobs XOXO Riverdale all right all right here we go so we start with the voiceover that hits several times from Jughead on the point of fear kind of an overall theme in this episode if not the show Mm-hmm. We start right away. Jughead has a typewriter because, of course, he does. Yes. You hate that he has a typewriter. I, uh, he has a typewriter. He loves Tarantino. Mm-hmm. He wears suspenders down. Like, it's like we get it. Uh, <laughs> I see through you, Jughead Jones. So, so you think that this is really pretentious that he has a typewriter, right? Oh, uh, yeah. He's home he carries a typewriter? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to know where he keeps it. I think he would keep it in the office of the blue and gold, but still. Yeah, that's like a, like a school like administrator didn't come th- come through. Like, why do we still have this garbage and throw it away? Also, like, he's typing on his computer in the first few episodes. Yeah, but so he like, like did he order this new typewriter off of Amazon and have it Tom delivered Hanks? to the? <gasps> is he Tom Hanks? In what? In Tom Hanks life. collects typewriters. My sister got a letter from Tom Hanks because this is such a tangent. But they asked, our school Shakespeare club asked him to judge a monologue competition. competition, And he didn't do that, which they didn't really expect him to. But then he wrote her a letter, a typewritten letter. And we also, we didn't know who it was from until we, like, researched it because it was just his, like, scribbly signature. Oh. And, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, Tom Hanks is, like, a well-known typewriter collector. Now, here's a question. This is going to be our first of many Ask a Teenager questions. Take advantage of the fact we have someone who's actually in the demographic of the show. Do you have any friends that have typewriters? Any, like, hipster friends that, like, type, like, little cards and stuff? Like... Yeah, I don't think so, but I, I have friends who I wouldn't be surprised if they owned a typewriter. Also, my little brother is no longer in high school, but when he was, he definitely had my grandfather's typewriter, and he would, would type on it. Well, I have no idea type. what he was typing. We Beautiful. had, like, when I was a kid, we played with my parents, like, typewriters from college, but, like, I never wrote a paper on it. Like, <laughs> I wrote, like, three sentences, and then, be, and then just had a lot of time going, time, like, click, 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 
click, click. But yeah. Jughead's not writing a school paper. He's writing his one his, hill style voiceover his for the novel, opening of the episode. His novel. He's a serious novelist. Mm-hmm. Jughead is a novelist. Oh my god, I'm gonna blow my brains out. <laughs> and then we see him at breakfast scarfing down those pancakes. Mm-hmm. Now, is... we have to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. No one in the history of ever has invited somebody over for breakfast. I love how she just casually says, oh, I invited Jughead over for breakfast to her mom. Like, her mom's not going to think that's yeah. a good thing. And she doesn't. She totally accepts that you would invite a friend over for breakfast. I think if it were, like, we were, like, about to go somewhere off together, and I was like, oh, stop by my place for breakfast first. But, like, they're going to school, and they do that every fucking day. Like, mm-hmm. Also, we don't see any evidence that she's invited Jughead over to the house for anything ever. Yeah. Yes, that's something that I <laughs> thought so was the really first interesting. Trip to the house is breakfast. It's yeah. a very strange choice. Yes. But we also know Jughead would never turn down food. Uh, yes, I don't think that this is Jughead's problem here. I feel like it lays in Betty, Betty. and in Alice, Alice here. Although I have to say that Jughead would never turn down food thing. It's something I was not aware of until I was Googling something else about Jughead. And I, because I don't know the comics, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that this is a running theme that Jughead eats everything and never gains an ounce. That's yeah. correct. Did you see the video of Cole Spouse eating a cheeseburger? No. Because people were mad that he hadn't eaten a cheeseburger on the show and he like essentially eats a hamburger. <laughs> it's great. It was for the advertisement for it coming on Netflix. That sounds really creepy to me. It's, it's very, funny. very funny. Yeah. It's it, yeah, because Jughead is associated with hamburgers. Like in the same way that like the Ninja Turtles are associated with pizza, Jughead is associated with hamburgers. Also Cole Sprouse, funniest person on Twitter. Yeah, he's very funny. Anyway. <laughs> So there's a fight over who's going to show Jughead to the bathroom. This is not the last time in this show there's a fight over who's going to show someone to the bathroom. I thought, wait, okay, I thought that was just, like, Betty said that and then she knew that her mom was going to offer or something. And then that's, like, it was her opportunity to look through the check. Yeah, I guess. But it's, I don't she does that's snap pretty, a picture of the checkbook. That's pretty really anticipating yeah, what your mom's going to do, right? I know. Yeah. And Alice seems pretty unhinged, so I don't know how predictable she is. I think it's pretty predictable that whatever you say, Alice is going to disagree with you. <laughs> that's so a good that point. That seems pretty fair. predictable to me. But also, is this, you live with her. Is this your only opportunity to get a look at her check register? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was doing that too. Mm. My guess is that, like, she seems like Alice is a stay-at-home mom. So when Betty's home, Alice is home. But she, no, runs, she like, works for the newspaper. No, newspaper. Uh, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, but. But she but does. She but also, is. like, we find that out later. But at this point. Even so, it's not like her mom is carrying her purse from room to room with her. Yeah, but, like, if anyone was going to be, it would be Alice Cooper. This is true. That's a good point. Alice would be like, I'm keeping my clutch with me. Mm." Yeah, I feel like when she's in the house, like, she probably keeps such track of her children. That, like, if she hears Betty come down the stairs and isn't instantly visible in the next room, she's she's like, like, oh, "Oh, she's doing something near the door. I better better mind my clutch. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to take her longer to, like, take a shower than to show Jughead to the bathroom. Yeah. This is a good point. Yeah. Maybe she showers... With her clutch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, really enjoying... balances her checkbook in the well, shower. Yeah. Wait, well, I do that, though. You do? You shower with your clutch? Yeah, I thought everyone did. Yeah, I certainly do. I'm just really enjoying saying the word clutch over and over again. I know, you're very into it. Well, I just love... It rolls off the tongue really well. Anyway. Uh, anywho. Yeah. And then we, like, 
come back into the monologue here mm-hmm. for Archie to find a wolf, an unexplained wolf mask. Mm-hmm. And Jughead says, the funny thing about fear is sometimes it grows up with you. Yeah, bark. And then that's the end of <laughs> yeah. the voiceover. Yeah. And it feels like that should be foreshadowing something, but we don't know. It's only foreshadowing. It really comes up. <laughs> we can talk about this now. You know, like It's only foreshadowing this wolf motif being used. Yeah, in the rest resolved. in the rest of the episode, but it's never resolved. It's it's a messy motif. It, it only shows up one other time. Doesn't it show two two times. other times? Both like it, when Archie's on stage. Yeah, got it. Yeah, both unexplained. Also, you don't keep something you're afraid of in your keepsake box. No, no. only only in the show that's like. Creepy things happen because they're spooky. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe it was from this world pharmacist. Spooky, scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> Did you not watch Thirty Rock? I did, totally forgot that. Yeah, yeah. I do not remember that. That's, that's, a, that's a great deep cut Thirty Rock reference. Anyway, creepy, hairy. Uh, so we see them trying out for the talent show that Kevin is the only judge for. It seems like Kevin's really taken on a lot when it comes to this talent show. He's very busy and in over his head sometimes. Yes, agreed. What? I mean, they're putting a lot of pressure on this kid with only one parent who's very busy. Yes, that's right. We haven't, we've never, Kevin's mom doesn't seem to be in the equation in this, in this universe. In the comics, in the comics, Kevin has a mom and she's like a perfectly normal functional character, just FYI. Yeah. Yeah. Not here. Nope. Budgetary concerns. Maybe, yeah, maybe she'll come in in season two. I'm figuring they can only afford one parent per child. Oh, that's a fair one. Well, we have the Coopers and the Blossoms, but even there, like... And then we've we've seen both of Archie's and season two has both of Veronica's. And we've seen both of Josie's. Okay, yeah, I'm but, totally but, but, wrong. In fact, like, no, all of them are in No, the no, no, but something you're, pick, something you're picking up on is the, other than the Coopers and the Blossoms, where the parents are really important to the plot, each of the other parent pairs, one of them is a series regular, and one of them is a guest star. Yeah. For yeah. every single one. Or recurring at the very least. Or, sorry, or recurring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. FP is just recurring. Yeah, that makes sense. Archie announces that he will sing the song, I try, Reggie yells, try harder, we all agree. Yes. <laughs> Everyone in the stream agrees, Archie could maybe try a little harder. In this moment, we are all Reggie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're usually Kevin, but for just today, we are Reggie. Yes, absolutely. We see Moose. <laughs> you just want to point it out. I just want to point out some Moose. I know, we see Moose, we love him. We love yeah. Moose here, here at the pod, friend of the pod, Moose. And this is one of the times when the wolf masks come into play and all the football players are like barking, which they've done in previous episodes. Yes. That's like a thing they do is they bark. Yes. That's now they were, we did decide that they were the bulldogs. Though, Let's right? discuss this for a moment. Okay. Let's ask a real teenager. Do jockey guys in your school bark at each other? Well, or wait, do like grunty what's your noises? Mascot? Yeah. Our mascot is the Jets. Oh, yeah. So they're not going like... <laughs> <laughs> Although that, yeah, would be, that would be adorable. I know. Well, because my school was the Dragons and we didn't roar. Yeah. No, but they I are the Bulldogs. So, that's so still you're, really did you go to high school? No. What and my you? high school mascot was the Huskies. Okay. And we did a lot of... Who let them dogs out? That's yeah. very so, annoying, yes. There was definitely no. a... Because my college was Huskies, and we were above that. <laughs> my... It was also the late 90s. Yeah. So, you can factor that um, in. My college Husky was a descendant of Volto, so... Oh. Sorry, we were very important. My... <laughs> How can a mascot have 
Because Never. we had a real husky. Oh, and the real husky was the descendant of Balto. Oh, yeah. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, we were the huskies before UConn. They just got more famous. Oh. My high school mascot were the, Sp- the Spartans, was a Spartan, but we didn't stab each other with swords. <laughs> just in case you guys were wondering. Yeah. We actually, yeah. this was a discussion we had in my high school because there was a town... The other towns in my district were like uh, the Crusaders, but we had a lot of questions because it was a public school where they Christian Crusaders. Yeah, there was the Warwick Purple Wave. Was that named after Dion Warwick? <laughs> One can only hope. Okay, good. I'm assuming that that was a replacement for something that was offensive. Possibly. Yeah, we have no way of knowing. Um, <laughs> you know who lives there? Derek Jeter. Anyway, um, <laughs> cool. And there was the Newburgh Corsairs, which when I later coached for a Newburgh rowing team. They did. No one fucking knew what it was. Is it a type of sailing ship? We think it was like a type of pirate, but also like no one can really confirm that. Like no, and it like only recently became the Corsairs, but like it was named that, and no one knew. Like someone in the meeting was like, "I got it, Corsairs," and then they like immediately died or something. Like no one fucking knows. Oh my god! And then there was the Washingtonville Wizards, which was our only true nemesis based on mascots because the, we're not our nemesis like on the field or anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of other mascots that were around, but it's, it was mostly like very existential. Yeah, a lot like you know, just to steer it back, a lot like the show. Except uh, they're the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting though to go on to that uh, sort of discuss mascots and the relation with like. Because my opinion is like, with this show, it's kind of a lost opportunity that it's the Bulldogs. Uh, like, should it be like a dancing bottle of maple syrup? Oh my like, god. Like, like, like a maple leaf. Yeah. Or like a maple leaf. Yeah. Like, that'd be really cool. You know Like, what there's I mean? a professional team that's straight up just a leaf. Like, they can yeah, have done that. Absolutely. I appreciate that you correctly use the plural leafs. Yes. The maple leafs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not the Toronto weird. maple leaf. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, cool. But also not the maple leaves. Yeah. Because Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Before we move on, speaking of which, we screwed something up here. Oh, no. Just a little something. First of all, shout out to Germany. Right, Germany. Because we are the third most popular entertainment Entertainment. podcast on SoundCloud SoundCloud in Germany. So that's why we were saying German words at the beginning. Correct. And also, <laughs> shout out to our fans on the Riverdale subreddit. Yes. You guys, it's so cool that you're listening. It's so cool that you're engaging us on Reddit. We want to definitely keep talking to you about the podcast. If you have any suggestions for the podcast, we are on Reddit ready to chat with you. Big love to both Germany and Riverdale subreddit. Also to the composer... And performer of our theme song, Louis Aronowitz. Yes. Anyway. Great. I saw Louis and Bumble, the other Louis and Bumble the other day. And, and check him out. You, He's a nice guy. He's on Bumble. Now you guys are married. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he was also kicked off, but not for being openly hostile like me. <laughs> anyway. And then this comes in with the barking. I'm confused what his relationship is with the teammates. Yes. Yes. Because they kind of like joke around. Like you said, if you had heard that at, like, an event, you'd be like, oh, it's just his friends, like, razzing yeah, yeah, on him. Yeah. But, like, also, it seems to us, like, very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was bullied by teammates, but, like, not to this degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, sort of. It was that more, like, insidious, like, talks to people behind your back thing, but, like, they wouldn't do it publicly. I didn't do sports because I was so scared about this happening. I was in a sport happening. that shouldn't have had that happen. Yeah. I was thinking cross-country. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you oh, do. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a three-season sport filled with fucking assholes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> For me, at least. No! Oh my god, I love cross-country. That's awesome. Yeah. I loved doing it, and the girls were pretty okay for most of Wow. Them, I can't... Runners are, like, the best people, though. Yeah, not in Cornwall, New York, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One of them continued um, bullying me into college, and then when he couldn't get to me anymore, proceeded to try and bully my parents. I Wow! That's terrible. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I'm gonna name him Colin Anderson. Fuck you. <laughs> XOXO Riverdale! <laughs> I just, I'm just openly hostile. Oh. Anywho. <laughs> anyway, like, we don't know what that relationship is. I feel like it's, they're not friends because, like, the rest of the football players are seen as terrible people and Archie's like, oh, he's our hero. He's so great. Yeah. Like, he's never seen him hanging out with them. Yeah. Like, they're not. Thank buddies. goodness they didn't actually make him captain. If he does not get along with the entire football team, what a terrible Yeah, captain. but also, yeah. why did they wait until after homecoming to make him captain? That's a whole thing. You gotta listen to my football team. He's a sophomore. Yeah. Do you want to be captain when you're a senior? Well, no, but like, I'm sure everyone else will be mad about it. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's almost yeah. always Jason was also a sophomore captain? Jason was a. Yes, because Jason's. No, Jason was a wait. freshman captain. I thought yeah, Jason no. was. No! He's twins with Cheryl. Cheryl. Totally. Yeah, no. This, I, maybe I he could be JV I mean. captain, but he's on varsity. Yeah, none of this makes any yeah, sense, Yeah, and, guys. like, Archie gets to run out. Like, he runs out and he breaks the thing. Like, they have a banner and he's the one who gets to break it. Right, mm. but he's, like not captain yet because he's not yeah, captain yet because uh, it's for whatever. Like, so, you know, you're a full sport. They pick captains, like, the spring before. Yeah. And this is, they waited right. until after, Wait, but they I picked Jason kinda, and Jason just died. Like, That's fair, but also, oh, he right, died well before this. <laughs> well, he died on July, well, July, like what, 10th? July 11th. 11th, that's right, yeah. And then homecoming is usually in like October, and they waited until after that to mm-hmm. name the captain. But that's not what we're talking about. Right now we're going to talk about <laughs> going to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> what a name. What a mouthful of a name. Sisters of, of Quiet, Quiet Mercy. Mercy. Can we say that seven times fast? Probably I bet not. we could. It's not too much of a tongue twister. It's just a long name. It just is. Yes. It's uh, a very creepy name. Yeah. I will admit, he looked it up on Sleuster. I 100% Googled it. And there is no actual Sisters of Quiet Mercy. The only real results are from the Riverdale Wiki. But there is a Sisters of Mercy who are actually lovely and wonderful and doing important work. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, he sleuthstered. Let's just, I mean, I still just love Sleuthster. I just went to sleuthsters.com and it redirects you to the Warner Brothers website. That's really cool. Also, I love that. A much more difficult tongue twister than Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Mercy. I can barely say the word Sleuthster once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane. And they find it's a home for troubled youth. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Archie. Oh, yeah, Archie wants to join the operation and someone says to him, we can't go, uh, we can't go in with the entire Scooby gang. I think Jughead says it. Jughead says it, yes. And it's just like, Archie reminds me of like the oaf of a friend who like <laughs> wants to do everything with the gang, but they're like, you're not, you're too conspicuous. Mm-hmm. Like you're too obvious. It's like, it's like the Scooby gang going in with Scooby and Scrappy. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you saying that Archie is the scrappy do of this universe? I think t- that's so funny, you know, but it is something that on a larger level the show struggles with is making Archie relevant to the show. Yeah. When Archie is so much the center of the comic book universe and it makes so much sense and everything is an extension 
of yeah. Archie's needs for, you know, comedic and dramatic resolution. And here, changing Archie too much takes him too far away from his core being. Yeah. But it also him being himself on the show makes it hard for him to actually fit into this world. Which leads to something that you brought up that was really yeah. great about Archie's problems in the show, comparatively. Yeah, because um, everyone else, their problems are that their brothers get murdered, and they're <laughs> homeless, and they're... Their dad's in jail. Yeah. 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 These are but real his, problems. His problems are like, should I do the football team, or should I work for my dad, or should I do music, which I really love? <laughs> but I have stage fright. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. It's it would true. Be, if Josie had stage fright, I'd be like, that's a really big problem considering how much pressure her parents put on her. Fred is like, I love you, kid. Yeah, Fred's like, you can just sing for me or sing for a million people. It makes no difference to me. I'm, I love I'm it. a supportive dad. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. So yeah, it is It is interesting. Yeah. But yes, uh, Archie is indeed the scrappy dude of the show. Jeez, that's so funny. But I think you're right. It's so funny, though. He's yeah. the scrappy dude. He is. He yeah. just is. <laughs> we get a Veronica Ex Machina. Uh, who yes. offers to perform with Archie and tries to get Kevin to just let them in the show. And he does, even though it compromises his artistic integrity. Mm-hmm. He's just the guy who produces the show. Tell me more about his art. Yeah. He's just kidding, I think. Do you think he's making a joke? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he looks pretty hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. He looks super No, down. I think he's just like being funny about it. Yeah, being like a little, camp- like, being yeah, a little yeah, campy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Kevin, camp? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I think you're, uh, yeah, I think you guys are right. Veronica offers to perform with Archie, and she says, are you the J to my bae? Mm-hmm. Because, again, what year is it? What are these kids' references? <laughs> I think teenagers would get J to my bae. Yeah. Of course. That's still relevant. <laughs> yeah, but then these other things, it's, I don't. Oh, sure. we'll get to the other episode yeah. we'll, later. That'll come up. We hear Mel's first and last sentence. Let's talk about Melody. Let's talk about her for a second. As Melanie. Mel- Melody. 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 Really? Yes, yes, that's her name. Melody. Just from Tara a, Reed. From the. Oh my god. Wait, yeah. is she like? Is she always been Melody? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, wow. the, the Pussycats. I, yeah, We've got Josie, Melody, and Val. Right. So Melody, just just for a second, just because this is really her only moment in the entire yeah. season. So in the comics, Josie is the leader. She is the one who is writing all the songs and is the one who's like driving the band, at least in the comics. Then we've got Val, Valerie. Valerie is like backing up Josie and is like Josie's rock. Val's very like centered and steady. Uh, and then we've got Melody, who is sort of the spirit of the Pussycats. She's very whimsical. She's a little flighty. She can sometimes be portrayed as a little ditzy. Like Tara uh, Reed. Like Tara Reed, like definitely in the show, in the movie, in the yeah. movie, the Josie and the Pussycats movie, which um, I would recommend basically for everybody to watch <laughs> over any other movie ever made. Because well, so this is, you guys talk about your frame of reference mm-hmm. for Archie being Archie Comics when you were a kid. Yeah. Literally the only thing I know about the Archie universe is the movie Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. I which mean, is one of my favorites ever. And we get a reference to it, right? I didn't realize that the bowling alley was not sure. a reference to the comics, but they reference to you play the same whether you're playing a stadium or, Garden or, the, or Ace Bowling Alley. Yeah, and I do think that it's supposed to be a reference to the fact that in the opening scene of Josie and the Pussycats, the movie, they're playing in a bowling alley. Yeah, I mean, like I think it's Madison Square Garden. I think all four of us that are on today would highly recommend Josie and the Pussycats as a film and say that Josie and the Pussycats is the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> 
agree. Yes. I mean, so Riverdale was not Annalise's only assigned viewing for the yeah. week. I also sat her down and forced her to watch Josie and the Pussycats, which luckily she really liked. But yeah, I mean, Melody in the movie is hilarious. Very, very, and, there's some great yeah, lines yeah, that she yeah. has. Yeah. She was my favorite. So, oh, when she, I would have came out. In, in the meantime, in this series, she doesn't get to do anything. Mm-mm. She's pushed to the background. Something I hope changes in season two, right? Yeah, along yeah. with hopefully yeah. an appearance from Alan M, because I'm really hoping that happens. Alan M, are you talking about the hunkiest man in Riverdale? He's so dreamy. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's Melody, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, we find out that Hermione is an actual CPA. That's right. <laughs> An actual CPA who does her spreadsheets by hand. Yes. Well, it seems like to me that Fred was doing them by hand because he's not an accountant and didn't know what he was doing. And then she <laughs> took it over and was perhaps on the move to make it digitalized. But at that stage was still like trying to make heads and tails of it. Yeah. It was her first day. Yeah. So she, she was probably trying to make... going through the papers. Yeah. Mm, trying to figure true. out what had happened. <laughs> Because I'm yeah, but also red type with like his glasses on and like one finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so but this true. also goes back to that: what year is it? Because she is doing the books with a calculator with a rolling piece of tape, and you look at the blue and cold, and I swear to God, I saw an apple tui in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Like, what year is it? Yeah. Well, it sort of contributes to the timelessness of the the aesthetic of the that show. That is diplomatic. That, yes, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair to call you. It's very kind of you to say. Well, I'm a kind man when it comes to Riverdale. In real life, I'm I'm a real meanie. <laughs> You're real openly hostile. I am. <laughs> there is the line that we do not find the end of, but is foreshadowing is when Fred says, last time I fired someone, it was not good. Yes, and that leads to uh, another wonderful character who we're going to meet in a later episode. Well, we've met him already, but we'll meet him further. That's right. We'll delve into him. Yes. Yes. And this is when Veronica sees Hermione and Fred making out. Yes. And Veronica, she's not in this. No. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Her parents are still married. They're just not together because her dad's in jail. Yeah, absolutely. It's really sad. And it's her, like, her friend's dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's creepy. And even if her parents were separated the first time you see your parent, like, with a new person, it's like a shock to the system. Yeah. Yeah. And also she's, like, bringing her flowers for her first day of work. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, mom, yeah, you're going to But also, job. And does she not know that they went on a date to the drive-in? I think she might have, but it was like kind of, because Hermione framed that as like, we go back a long way and they just moved to a new, like a new place and she knows Fred. Like, yeah, but Fred didn't get that. No, Fred did not get that, but Veronica also probably didn't get that. Fair. Uh, that's a teen question. Word on the street is that all teens have divorced parents these days. Do a lot of your friends have divorced parents? Yes. Okay. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. Because yeah. there were not that many divorced parents when I was a kid. There were divorces, but it wasn't like a huge yeah. amount. For me, it was sort of... Yeah, I had quite a few friends who had parents that were separated. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm under the impression that like... 95% of kids have divorced parents these days. But, but Anneli just gave us like a completely definitive yes. Yeah, you know, no, it's like, it's definitely more common than more, not. Yeah, I can, well, not more common than not, but like, yes, a lot of my friends do have divorced parents, and it's definitely something that like 40, even like 20 years ago probably was not as common. Yeah. And so, like, I also think that maybe they're more open, because I have, like, a good handful of friends whose parents divorced once they were out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think maybe it's just, like, more 
acceptable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like that's probably a good thing. Yeah, oh, before yeah. it was like they probably should have been divorced. Yeah, and they were like living. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Let's keep going. Fred brought bought tickets to the local talent show for all of his workers so they could mm-hmm. see Archie. Which, like, I guess now that I think about it, like, Archie did work there over the summer, so maybe they oh. do have a bond with Archie. See, I had a very different reaction. My reaction was, you can barely pay their payroll. Why are you buying them tickets to anything? Well, yeah, but there's also the understanding that, like, he, like, does still get an income. He shouldn't be foregoing his income to allow other workers to be paid. And That's a lot of should. That makes, like, he could Fred! Yeah, he could be cutting back some, but there's also, like, an understanding of, like, people shouldn't have to give up everything, including fun things, just because there's a money problem. Like, that's, like, when people see people who are on food stamps, like, buying a movie ticket, it's like, God, they can't, like, give them a sense of pride. Like, they can do it. And this is, like, a nice thing Fred is doing for, like, maybe the workers wanted to go. Like, they know Archie. They've probably seen him grow up. Yeah, on the other hand, I mean, this is Riverdale, and, also, and it is the 75th annual of everything, and so this is a big deal, and it's not just a talent also, show because it's Riverdale. But that being said, I didn't want to go to my little brother's talent show, <laughs> let alone... Oh, I'll go until like, they I will go until they get good, and then I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> also, some of those guys probably have kids in school with Archie. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, like, now they think about it more, the more I'm like, okay. It's, like, a small town, so they, like, do know Archie. Like, if my boss did that, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not coming up to Yonkers to see your kid. I don't care about you. But, like, this <laughs> is, like, a... But it's the 75th annual. And it's a small town where, like, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great, guys. Great. <laughs> glad we were, we're glad we worked well, out. <laughs> this is where we find out that Val writes all of their songs. Yes. So in this world, Val seems to be the musical driving force behind the Pussycats. Yeah. Which explains why her song with Archie is so much better than Archie's other song. Yes. (laughs) They work on it together. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And, like, we find out that Josie's dad is missing two concerts to come see her. And, like, without Val, it's like, what are you going to... Like, I just feel like there's so much, like, pride and pressure on Josie that, like, is really unfounded if it turns out Val is doing all of this. And that Josie does not support, like, if Val is doing this and Josie is barely letting her sing back up, like, good for Val for leaving. Agreed. Uh, but it seems like Josie has the je ne sais quoi to make her a front woman yeah, for the yeah. band, right? She has yeah. boss quality. Yeah, but totally. She, well, and also... Val should be getting way more credit than she does. Though. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. But also, when we but talk like about Josie, time, they say they're co-writing it. It's... Josie's not saying that Val just writes everything. Um, That's her dad later in the episode. No, she says that no, Val. She, say she, says she says Val it. is irreplaceable. She writes all the songs. Yeah, Josie even knows it. Um, but when Val leaves, uh, Mary McCoy tells uh, Josie to find a new cat, someone skinny and beautiful, not skinnier or more beautiful than you, Josie. She must be a woman of color. Don't forget branding. Which, <laughs> which I want to yeah. hear. No, from no, I want to hear from you first. Okay, so I think that that's like. First of all, really aggressive, and we did briefly talk about the idea of women of color and branding, but it also is just, like, reducing her daughter's talent to a brand. That sounds like, it's very impersonal to say to your own daughter. Yes. Yes. I want to touch on this a little bit. Uh, I definitely am not married to what this statement I'm going to say, and I'm more than happy to be debated about this. I feel like this whole, uh, it needs to be another woman of color, and because of our branding, sort of paints the whole idea of it being an African-American girl group in sort of through this lens that feels somewhat cynical and somewhat negative. 
And I feel like this is another time in the show. This is like a Chuck Clayton moment where it doesn't really deal with race very well, personally. I don't love this statement being made in the show. It makes me feel a little gross. Because I like that Josie and the Pussycats on the show are three women of color. Like, I think that's really cool and I empowering. Think, I don't feel gross because all, it's a like state. Yeah. I think that's what feels okay. gross to me, is that yeah. she doesn't want Josie to do it because she wants to, like, form this, like, really fostering friendly relationship with women of color and putting them in the spotlight. Yeah. It sounds like she wants that because she wants them to be famous and it's important for her daughter to be famous mm-hmm. and be successful like her dad instead of like find someone you like and is good at music mm-hmm. I think and then Josie does find a woman of color but perhaps to be pushing it on her is like I think I it's okay. heavy hand I think she's like looking out for her image in the future mm-hmm. and I think like from seeing Josie and the P- Pussycats like re- to replace a black girl with someone who's not a woman of color would just be weird. And yeah. I don't, yeah. Like, I think she's definitely right about that it should be a woman of color replacing her. And maybe she went about it a little forcefully, but I do think if it was a white girl, it would compromise their image. So I think she's right. And I think, like, I don't think it deals with race badly at all because mm-hmm. I think it's like, yeah. They do talk about how Archie, who's not actually fully white, but is presented as white in the show. Yeah, the yes. actor's um, not white, but the character's white. Yeah. 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 They say he can just walk into rooms that they claw their way into. Yes. Um, so they also, when they're yeah. writing, to, when the, he comes and was the one lyric who contributes, as oh, they're like, talking about it, they refer out. to their music being a representation of their experience, and it's an experience they haven't shared. Yes. So in yeah. that respect, yeah. you want another woman in the band who can have the same yeah. cultural references. But that being said, I think it does highlight Mare. McCoy, Mayor, Mayor McCoy, 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 as being very cynical. On one hand, you have Josie who takes it very seriously and clearly already sees it as a career, but it's Mayor McCoy who, from the outside, is saying, "Don't forget your branding." Yes, yeah. yeah, and this is sort of where I feel like the morality line as to the statement made by the character and the statement made by the show mm-hmm. gets blurred. Yeah. And also, I want to preface this by saying my opinion about this is irrelevant as a white man. <laughs> I want to say that flat out. And I, but I do think that this is an interesting discussion around the show to have. Right. And it's something yeah. I thought about a lot watching the show, especially during like the Chuck Clayton stuff, because just, uh, you know, this is, well, I already addressed this in a different podcast, but Chuck Clayton on the, in the comics is a perfectly nice character. And for them to take one of the only, african-american pre-established characters and make him into like a rapist basically like to me i feel is somewhat problematic um but i feel like when it comes to the dynamics of josie and the pussycats by the end of this season uh i will endeavor to get one of my friends who's a woman of color and who is uh, a fan of the show and has an understanding of like artistic dynamics to come in and like talk more about this because I think it like really that's yeah. the person's perspective. So, yeah, I'd want to hear from about right. this. Yeah, I think that <laughs> when we're talking about Mayor McCoy, I think we also have to talk about the way that the parents are set up as contrast to each other throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. So we have Mayor mm. McCoy, who's very businesslike about it. She's businesslike about everything. Yes, and then you have the contrast, which and Josie is caught in the middle of this contrast between her two parents, where her mom is strong and decisive and businesslike and her dad is the one with soul in the mm-hmm. art he's the artist yeah. with like the capital a artist and that's his role in the entire episode definitely yeah. My- also, miles mccoy miles mccoy yes. i also want to say about the branding 
is that Mary McCoy doesn't say your branding. She says our branding. Mm. And I think some of this is that she's a politician and she needs mm. the pussycats to reflect well on her. Yeah. That's interesting. It, interesting. it feels like she cares less about how Josie fits in and more about how it affects her, which is, I think, what's giving us all the sort of skeeved feeling. Yes. I don't feel skeeved. Though that's interesting because you're the younger generation and you're like yeah. cool with it. Yeah. It shows the way, it's a little different maybe the way that we would um, process this versus... Yeah. I, I was, I'm not sure yeah. that I, I don't... It's very cold. It's very calculating. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a certain amount of no, we're taking control of this. Mm-hmm. This is our thing. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's business is yeah. business. It's interesting how it makes us all feel kind of different, though. Like, it's yeah. it's clearly a, a much more loaded scene than maybe even they meant it to be mm-hmm. when they wrote it, which is really interesting. All right, and Anna Lee wants to talk about something we blew past was Fred telling Archie about him seeing Hermione. Oh, yeah. And that is something that Archie, like, he shouldn't even have to ask Archie for permission, or, I mean, he's not really, but he's telling him, and... Archie was sleeping with the teacher, so... This is a good point. You know, yeah. He not like he's getting a lot of room to judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's nice for Fred to, like, yeah, it's break cute. it to him it's early. Cute. But, and, like, like, come on. And this is, I mean, this is totally a previous episode, but he got over that pretty quick. Yes, yeah, we it talk does, about yeah, that. We, yeah, it comes about, up. He, yeah. like, addresses it, like, twice. He's like, I'm sad. And then he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's rape. That's statutory rape. Yeah. He was raped, and okay. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no one cares about no, that. No, I'm actually. talking about Fred, though. Oh, Fred? Yeah, Fred yeah. being okay. He yeah, that like, too. Yeah. But also, he, like, I thought he was into the teacher, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He totally but that's, like, was. kind of was toxic masculinity thought, like, thing where, like, when boys sleep with their teachers, they're like, oh, yeah, it hit that. And then when girls sleep with their teachers, it's, like, horrible, and the whole world shuts down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And yeah. then it's messed up both ways. Yep, yeah, sure is. It's always messed up. Yeah, like, we we already talked about this in nauseam, but I'll just say again, like, when a teacher sleeps with a student, it's a power dynamic that's really bad, and it's unhealthy regardless yes. of the, the permutation of sexes. Right. Oh. And that, which yeah, will come up bad. in one of the yeah. reference I'm going to ask a teen about that is a thing. Okay. Great. Another foray into what season is it is the fire in Veronica's fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> At Hermione's place, which is, which is so much nicer than Fred's. Yeah, which only... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, that's sort of like rude. She says to his face, yeah. my place, it's nicer. Okay. I agree, but I wouldn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to be like, well, that's, it's just like a different type of home. Like, there's like a swanky apartment and a, like a home, like, craftsman house. But then I remember the carpet in the kitchen and that awful wallpaper and her mind is right. Okay, this is probably not going to make the podcast, but I grew up in a household with a carpeted kitchen and ugly-ass wallpaper. That's definitely going to be in the podcast. It's definitely going to be in the podcast. Why was their kitchen carpeted? Because we talk about this. No good reason. And when we read in the kitchen, that was the first thing that. Okay. It was disgusting. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that everyone knew it was bad. You should not have to vacuum your kitchen. Oh, that's also. If you smell something, it's a carpet. It's disgusting, and the pattern of the carpet was a weird brown 70s kind of paisley. Well, yeah, it was so definitely it always, placed in the 70s. Oh, it always looked like there were, like, things crawling across the carpet because uh, there were, like, black ew, spots on it. Uh, but this is also a house that had patterned velour wallpaper. Or also it was the bathroom with gold lame fish. 
It was a thing. How it was a time. Is this the same house that your mom lives in now? It is. Wow. It is. How long was the carpet in the kitchen before you tore it out? Was it like the first thing you changed about the house or did it last a few years? I'm going to go with 17 years. (gasps) Whoa. I could be off by a factor, maybe three years, give or take. Whoa. That kitchen did not get remodeled until I was college. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up the whole time in the carpeted kitchen. Yes. This, not a good idea. Do this, not recommend we it. We had a home with a brick kitchen, brick kitchen floor, and it lasted like three years before my parents tore it out and put in hardwood. And that was brick. This makes me sad for you and for the Andrewses. Because it feels to me like Fred built that home and it was a choice. Yeah, and Fred was like, I love this. Well, and Archie was like... makes it so much worse. Oh, I can only yeah, imagine. We had pet. dogs as a vacuum, not instead of a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of a vacuum, made a dog. And also, Archie's, Archie's sort of clumsy. Like, I'm sure Archie oh has God. scrambled an egg and spilled the egg on that carpet. Even multiple like, times. Archie! Stop oh it! Oh my god! I spilled all over my kitchen today, and it has a tile floor, and I'm an adult woman. Yeah, and you were still like, oh yeah, I spill all over my kitchen all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's Get insane. excited to be an adult and spill all over your kitchen. Yeah, and if it's carpet, just tear it out. You're better off with whatever disaster is left under that carpet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, glad yeah. we talked about that though. That's yeah, really I'm glad we got like a good insight into the carpeted kitchen. Veronica has a different point of view of Archie with their parents dating mm-hmm. because her parents are still together. Mm-hmm. Veronica behaves in a more normal way for a teenager to behave. Well, I don't think that how Archie behaves towards that dating is abnormal. Okay. His okay. parents are separate and he wants his dad to be happy. Like that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. This is Veronica's parents are together. Yes, yeah. that's true. And we find out that her dad is Mark Consuelos. That's true. That's true as well. I'm swooning already. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, he's on another show I'm watching right now, and I like can't wait <laughs> until I have two shows with Mark Consuelos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one being the funniest show on television, The Night Shift. Yes, your favorite show. It's so funny. It's a drama. It's so funny. <laughs> not supposed to be funny. It's not like when Breaking Bad is funny here and there. It's just not supposed to be funny. Uh, Veronica wa- uh, walks in, and Archie and Val practicing together, and declares Archie a ginger Judas. Oh. I love her. I love her I love so her much. Too. I don't think Archie's capable of being a Judas. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, my love for Veronica knows no bounds. She fla- gives me flashbacks to one of my favorite shows, The Gilmore Girls, with her hyper articulation, her endless pop culture references to both current pop culture and everything in the history of pop culture. I love her so much. Here's something about Betty and Veronica on this show, is that there's always been this big debate for comic book readers. Are you a Betty, you know, or are you a Veronica? But the thing about... That makes sense, right? But the thing about this show is that they're both so well-written and well-fleshed out. Oh, either one is a win. Exactly. Yeah. That either one is a win. And also, it almost makes the debate completely irrelevant because they're such strong characters. That it's not Betty or Veronica. It's like, no, it's all about Betty and Veronica in this series. And that's so cool. Their friendship is absolutely one of the things that sold me on this show. It's stellar. The conflicts are real. Well, I talked about that very early. If they were in conflict with each other, I wouldn't have watched. I, I would argue that really when it comes to Betty, Veronica, and Jughead specifically... These are the versions of the characters that I've always wanted to see. Mm. Always. Not, and I, I can't say that about Archie because I think that, 
Because Archie do. is the worst. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to say it. It's, it's because they have a hard time figuring out how to use him properly, I feel, in this season. I don't know if that's going to be the case next season. Um, and I do like KJ Apple. I don't think it's anything against him. I, I think he's a very good actor. I think he's honest. very good on the show, yeah. But I think that... I think he has... I feel like you could basically remove Archie's plots from this season... And yeah, he, absolutely. Like, because the whole season is about who killed Jason Blossom. Totally. And it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, Betty's yeah. related to that. But here's the thing. Jughead isn't necessarily related to anything with the Blossoms either, but they well, use him so better. well. Yeah. Yeah. He has his own storyline, and Archie kind of just doesn't. Yes, they try yeah. to give Archie the storyline about, it's, like... It's oh, they like, do. And we're not there yet, yeah. but he does... He will have stuff in the second season, it seems. Yes, it Based seems like that. Based on how this season ended. Definitely. And on the trailer, so maybe I'm Oh, true. True. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I had something to say about the Veronica thing. To me, it seemed like... Like, I know that's not the real reason she was mad, but I thought... I agreed with Archie when she... When he said it seemed like she was just doing it as a favor. Oh, yeah, she was doing it as a favor. That's exactly... Okay. Archie's right. That's exactly what yeah. it was. Yeah. But, like... But she wasn't actually mad about that. She was mad about their parents. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, also, it's not his fault. That Fred and Hermione are yeah. kissing? Yeah. No, it is not no. Archie's fault. For once, something on this show is it's not, not Archie's, Archie's fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a thing I wanted the hot teenager take on, is we have the slow-mo pussycats walking down the hallway oh. like Mean Girls. Oh, I love that. And they're, I loved it, too. I loved but they're it. just yeah. walking brazenly through a school hallway wearing crop tops, and you say that's normal. No, everyone wears crop tops. That's insane. I like, wish I was allowed to wear a okay. crop top when I had the body for a crop top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Same. No, like, I think technically the dress code doesn't allow you to show your stomach. But, like, at this point, if someone sends you home for that, it's, like, really controversial because it's, like, okay, you would rather Her me business. cover up than get an education. Good. Yeah. Oh. I've had friends mm-hmm. sent home for spaghetti straps. Yeah. So, like, mm. a crop top never in a million yeah. years would we have gotten away with that. Yeah, people are... I don't want to say they're less sexist, but at least teens are more aware of why it's fucked up. Yeah, no, I think people realize now that if they sent people home for dress code stuff, like, there would be backlash, and people yeah. would be like, um, yeah, that's not okay. And that that has happened, like, yeah. in other places. In yeah, the- we've seen the backlash, yeah. thank God. I got in trouble once for, we went on a field trip to a, like, rec center in gym class, and I wore a Lilith Fair shirt. Uh, the Lilith Fair is a, a women's music festival that used to happen in the 90s. Attended. That, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I attended as well with my summer camp. At, like, Sarah McLaughlin was, like, the big person that put together Lilith Fair. You know who that is, right? It's okay if you know who Sarah no, McLaughlin is. She's in the ASPCA commercial. She, yeah, she, like, sings, like, whiny songs. <laughs> now you know who it is. Yeah, she sings whiny songs. <laughs> so sad. Anyway, Her so... mission in life is to make you cry. So, yeah. so this Lilith Fair shirt had on it a Venus de Milo picture uh-huh. of, like, Venus emerging from the ocean, but it was, like, sketched. It was, like, a simplified version, but it had, like, boobs on it, right? And my gym teacher, Mr. Thompson, was very angry with me for wearing this and phoned home. Oh and my God. made me turn it inside out. It was like, this is completely inappropriate. And I was like, this is like an old piece of art. So like, I was like, and my parents thought this was the funniest thing ever that he phoned about it. They thought it was great. Also, not for nothing, Sarah McLaughlin, I definitely sang one of her songs at my graduation from high school. Oh, I, I think I sang a Sarah McLaughlin song in high school too, but it was like, we had them boys 
chorus thing, like an acapella song and the girls chorusing an acapella song. And like you only learned it during your like lessons that you'd have to like leave a class to go to. And I did not go and it was the night of the show and I realized I didn't even know what the song was. <laughs> <laughs> but we were allowed to hold the sheet music, so I just sight read it. I did fine, no one noticed. Beautiful. Oh, uh, let's move on with this episode. Okay, recap. crop tops. We need crop tops. Yeah. Uh, before Betty and Jughead charge into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, we see the Betty ponytail titan, mm-hmm. which I love. And they find that Polly spends reflection time in the Garden of Deliverance. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing for the next All of sentence. Seconds. Yes. Yes. Next yes. sentence, which is you found us. Which is foreshadowing for what happens immediately after that, which is that Polly's pregnant and it's Jason's. Mm-hmm. It's foreshadowing to literally the next sentence for like three sentences in a row. Polly has a bun in the oven, or as they would say in this world, a burger on the burner. Oh my god. Okay. I wasn't sure what wow. you were going to go with, but it didn't work. And what I thought you were going to go to also didn't work, so it's fine. You should be as ashamed as you look right now. <laughs> I'm thrilled with my joke. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like maple syrupy somehow, but oh. like, <laughs> I don't know how that would have worked either. Yeah, anyway. It's fine. A sap in the tree, perhaps. Polly's Polly's pregnant. <laughs> yes. That's the takeaway is that Polly's pregnant, and she gives them the entire rundown of her and Jason's plans to run away. Mm-hmm. Which is important because now she's sounding less crazy to Betty, who... Didn't want to believe Polly to be crazy, but there was no real sign that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I have a, I read that conversation so differently because I don't know if this actress is delivering this on purpose, but her performance is so flat oh, until is. she brings out the crazy eyes. And yeah, they are yeah. crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Which she clearly got from her mom. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes, when, as soon as she starts talking about Jason, she no, goes she full crazy, crazy eyes. Yeah. I yeah, think it's just like it's interesting because we're as a character we start to realize that she's not crazy or like that's what the story implies, but she looks crazy. Throughout. Yeah, homegirl look crazy, and I think there is still like kind of even at this point, knowing where the season goes, I'm still like I still think she is a little crazy. It's just that I mean Betty looks up to her; she's her big sister. So when she does start explaining this car off the highway, Betty believes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And well, at least enough to check it out. Yeah, because even Jughead's a little skeptical, but yeah, it's believable. And they get dragged away. Yeah, and just to address that, I mean, we are we really are exploring their relationship in this episode because the episode opens with the little Polly, little Betty flashback, which yeah. we just didn't address, but right. just is a great way to start the episode. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah. also... Polly's her protector. The, yeah, Polly's her protector, and also the Archie characters have a history of being little kids yeah. in a whole series of comics, so it's nice to see that reflected in the right. show. We see the, the Pussycats are rehearsing, and Josie asks Veronica, is our practice interrupting your texting? Yes. And says, poor little rich girl, what do you have to be stressed about? And he answers a lot. She has a lot to be stressed about. Yeah, because her dad's in jail. Her dad's in jail. It's awful. Her mom's cheating on her dad. Yeah. It's awful. Her mom's, like, trying to get her to sign off on something she doesn't agree with. Yes. Is this the point where they go off to, to Pop's Chocolate Shop and bond? Because that I was, think that's, I, oh, I love that. I love that. Especially since they have very parallel storylines in this, in that both of them are dealing with their parents and acting out against everybody they care about in their lives. Mm. So you have Josie yeah. taking it out on Val, you have Veronica taking it out on Archie, and just that drama spilling it over into the rest of their lives. 
Okay. I think it's after. I think it's yeah, in the aftermath. I think is. they have rehearsal and they have it out, and Josie is no, actually yeah. surprisingly receptive, yeah. and then they go off to pops and do a little bonding. Yes. I love it. And so there's. Too. I love Josie. Yeah, yeah. There's they're two of my favorites. Yeah, Josie's got a good heart underneath the the, the, the hard yeah. work, workmanlike yeah, exterior. Yeah, we hear Archie and Val rehearsing a new song. That's great. Not great. It's. Better than it's that. good. It, it actually resembles an old Archie song. An animal breaking out of its cage. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I love that. They're so okay. I don't know if like I'm allowed to say this because it's spoilery, but they're so cute, and I wish they showed more of their relationship in the future. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Val is the best. Oh, also, yeah. she's so great. More of Val for any reason is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah, Her she's voice so is, uh, on these harmonies is amazing. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, look, anybody that likes this song, I, I, I don't know if this is supposed to be a direct reference, but it just has the same feel as this uh, Archie's song from 70, 1970, called Together We Two, which is off of the album This Is Love, which was the final Archie's album before the project stopped being profitable for all those involved. So look it up. Also, the last Archie's song that is a duet between... I think it's it's a duet between Ron Dante and Tony Wine, who are the two uh, singing voices that are behind their biggest hit, Sugar Sugar, and also Jingle Jangle. There you go, folks. This guy doesn't have a boyfriend because he knows too much about the Archies. The <laughs> <laughs> <Employer> missed out. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> but yes, more is always a good thing, especially since we're all frustrated with Archie being a whiny, dramatic, just over the top. He has these nothing problems, and he complains about them all the time. And Val is our proxy. She's the one who calls him out on it. She's mm-hmm. the one who's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Some of us have real problems. Mm-hmm. Agreed. She's so great. We see the tail end of Betty with Polly, and Betty promises she'll get her out. Mm-hmm. And then we come oh, to... Oh, that part is so... I, like, that really is sad. really sad. Yeah, and they're getting, like, dragged away yeah. from each other. Talk about having real, oh, pro- and real problems. Also, um, the mom, like, she comes in and they told the camera pan is like total evil person entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, oh wow. It's like, oh, there she yeah. is. Yeah. The scariest woman in the world. Yeah. yeah. And then we come to the dinner that opens with, so mild, you're a jazz man. There's, there's a lot of awkward dinners and just awkward dining scenes in this whole season. Do you think this is a direct reference to the song Jasmine, the singer Jasmine testifies, which I've only heard sung by Lisa Simpsons because she sings it in several episodes of The Simpsons. I do not think wow. it is a direct reference to that. That's a real song not. that's not just from The Simpsons, but Lisa sings it. But I also think it's amazing because Fred gets his great line and yes. it's so cheesy, and yet he's not wrong because that is his entire role in this episode mm-hmm. is to be the jazz man. Yeah. That's his job. Very He's a smart. jazz man. Yeah. I and that's how you squeeze a lot of exposition into one line. <laughs> in my, Still miles, in, you're a jazz man. In my 30 years of reading Archie comics, I can't think of any, like, and, you know, any listeners that are listening that want to correct me, but I can't think of any storylines between Josie and her father that are important. So to position the father like this is a smart and feels like a fresh move. But also, he's very one-dimensional. Definitely. One-dimensional character. Yeah. So you're a jazz man. (laughs) Yeah, and then he goes, yes, that's how I am. I'm a jazz man. Yes, I am a jazz man. I'm a jazz man. man. (laughs) Thank you. Scooby-dee-dee, scooby-dee-dop. All right, old sport, we're just a couple of jazz men. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, 
then this is when the Dazland finds out that Val quit mm-hmm. because they were Yoko Onoed. Mm-hmm. And he's mad because Val gave their act integrity. Yeah. Oh, well, which is so shitty to your own fucking daughter. And by the way, like, he's so interested in Josie being, like, a, a jazz woman. Yes. But, like, she doesn't play any instruments. She doesn't write any songs. Like, she's just a vocalist. And there's certainly a place for a jazz vocalist. But if you're really this, like, intense about your daughter becoming a ba- famous jazz musician, you need to teach her at least piano. But I think, but I don't think we have any sign that shows that he actually thinks that she can do it. This yeah. is the thing, is that he has judged her completely incapable of it. He's pushed her into a box he knows she can't break out of. He also, for some reason, she's in this pop group, and he's really looks down on it. He frowns on it. But he's putting no investment into her being a jazz woman. Well, there are a yeah. lot of very conflicting things about the relationship and what these these the music, world music plays in it. On one hand, we know that he has floating on a red eye and is missing two tour dates in order to mm-hmm. do this, but he does not approve of the music she chooses. Not only that, but she's, for her jazz man, the father, she's going to perform a disco song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my note literally is just disco song. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that they're, of all of the things that there have been a bad reaction to, disco, disco. has to be the top of the yeah. list. That's actually a really good point. Disco is so unfairly, you know, pegged as being an unsophisticated form of music when disco is actually, disco probably really has a lot in re- relation to jazz as being quite similar. Yeah, but the whole thing doesn't make sense, which I feel some of my podcast co-hosts don't totally agree with me on this, but... I feel like this is a show that doesn't understand how music works oh, at all. For in, sure. In any way. Like, it's... Like the Pussycats playing electric guitar in the rain. It's, you know what? That's just a small thing. I, I oh. have... I haven't thought about this before until now, but it almost takes it into the realm of fantasy in the same way that, like, Star Trek, all the science in Star Trek is maybe based in some sort of theory, but, like, is completely unproven and completely fake. Yeah. It feels like the music in this show is based in fantasy. <laughs> like, I think to the average viewer, mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal. Okay, that's interesting. I would yeah. also argue that I've seen electric concerts in the rain. Oh, if they're covered, you can get electrified by your instrument. I've seen it happen not yeah. to, to sweaty instruments. It's Ooh. dangerous, yeah. It's really, yeah. But you feel watching the show like it's believable enough, Annalie? Or at least doesn't bother you? Yeah, like yeah, doesn't bother no. you? That's I interesting. Mean, I'm not a music person, but like, that's also fair. I feel like yeah. the story doesn't revolve around whether the music is set up right. And that's I, a good I point. just don't really notice it. Maybe. Well, and this is also the conflict we have with when we talk about, and you've talked about this, Archie's music is pretty lame. Yeah. yeah. Which is very, very realistic. realistic. Yeah, you I've said that. You have to make this choice whether, between whether you're going to make it good and enjoyable or realistic, realistic for a high school band. Yeah. Yes. We've talked about that. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah, and I guess maybe what we're talking about is the show that exists and the show that I want to see, which is basically just a live action show about the Archies. Yeah. But <laughs> such is life. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's the problem is that... It does sound exactly like what a 16-year-old boy would write. The problem is that everyone around him is, like, very impressed by it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but he's a cute boy, so they're going to yeah. be impressed by everything he does. Oh. Oh, boy. Archie. Oh, boy. He's, oh, I love this. He calls her Josephine, 
and says that it, Archie's surprised that Josie was short for Josephine, and I wrote, he is very tough. <laughs> like, do you think if his dad called him Archibald, he'd be like, whoa! <laughs> You're telling me? Actually, on the show, that's, a lot of these. true, because Archibald, what? Like, I had no idea that Archie, I mean, I've never met anyone named Archie. I mean, same. But, like, Archibald is definitely a farther stretch than Josephine. Just because yes. you don't hear it properly. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. And also, because if also you knew probably, someone named Archibald, you'd hear Archie and be like, yeah. He'd also probably yeah, have yeah. his mind blown that Jughead's real name isn't Jughead. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like, no, people are named Jughead. Do you think he knows that Betty short for Elizabeth? Because <laughs> that's a, the biggest jump of everything we've mentioned so or, far. Or that Ronnie is short for Veronica. Oh, that's true. He only calls her Ronnie. Or that um, Mr. Weatherby, his first name isn't Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think his dad has a name other than dad? <laughs> oh, I love it, guys. Oh my god. Did he only ever call Miss Grundy Miss Grundy in bed? Don't answer. No, he Don't did answer. call her Geraldine. Oh, he and call it was weird oh, every yeah. time that he did. Weird. It's like the one time I called The Rock Dwayne to myself. And like it was a notable moment. I could tell you exactly where I was and what was happening when I called him Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the movie San Andreas. I was sitting in the theater and his daughter was drowning and he was about to give up. No. And in my head, I said, you can do it, Dwayne. And then I sat back and was like, oh my God. Yeah. And I haven't called him Dwayne since. Yeah. It's like calling. It wasn't even out loud. He's <laughs> in your head. Yeah. <laughs> it was shocking. It like changed my worldview. It's like calling Batman Bruce. It's like, no, no, no. Don't call him Bruce. No, yeah. but I think this is like, that comes up less than the time I called The Rock Dwayne. No, I love that, yeah. I feel like I do that, like, I use the weird name for people in my head. Like, The Rock, yeah. I like I was, I was it's like, he that. tried to stop yeah. being The Rock, but then he had to just give up because he's The Rock. It's like how Ludacris tries to go by Chris Bridges. Like, no, you're Luda. <laughs> yeah, you're Luda. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Archie's dumb. Uh, yeah. And he also doesn't know okay, who Josephine also, Baker is. it could be he's just making conversations. But mm-hmm. probably I not. think you have, yeah, way more faith in him than we do. Because <laughs> that's like, also... Okay, also, it's a really awkward dinner. So, like, yeah. he could be trying to be, like, lighten things up a little. Yeah. Like, the there's correct... obviously some tension between Joseph yeah. and the dad. I think here I called Josephine. The follow-up to that is, oh, are you named after someone? Rather than, oh, Josie Shore for Josephine? <laughs> yeah. Because then they're immediately like, oh, after Josephine Baker. And it's like, yeah, that would be my question. Like... Or, oh, why did you shorten it? Josephine's so pretty. Like, there's so many ways to have that conversation other than... That's not even... Like, Josie to Josephine is so simple that I wouldn't even mention it unless... Like, I Unless you're very dumb. (laughs) But I feel like maybe it was just making conversation. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, come on. They're the same age in the same school. He's heard her full name. Like, when a substitute teacher comes and calls attendance. Maybe maybe that's a point towards um, Annalise, like, argument that... He is just really yeah, trying to smooth out the social situation. Yeah. He's doing it to the best of his ability. And that's like because something his very... ability is not that impressive. Yeah, because yeah. he's still kind of dopey. So he's he's still just like, oh, I'm trying to be a nice boy. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, no matter which way it is, he's dumb. Yeah, he's in his little suit. Oh, oh poor boy. guy. Oh, boy. Oh, Betty confronts her parents. Mm-hmm. You hate you hate the Blossoms because Polly's pregnant with Jason's baby, and that gives you a motive. Oh, this leads to 
some of the best over the top scenery chewing, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Oh this my god, reactions soapy. are exactly mm-hmm. so soapy. I think Match and Amic knows exactly what she's doing and what show she is. She's on because she's. Has a very long, well-known acting career. Oh, yeah. She gets it. Oh. Yeah, she's absolutely doing it on purpose. And she wants you to hate her, and I absolutely do. I think they all get it. Absolutely. Yeah. But this is your favorite, some of your favorite stuff. This, I wish you'd killed him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she asks her dad, did you kill Jason Blossom? And Alice is crying and laughing and says, you That's think he could handle killing someone? <laughs> her moment of sobbing into her hand and then morphing into a maniacal evil laugh is probably her best moment of the entire season. Yeah, that's her Teen Choice Award moment right there. Uh, Yes. Right, guys? Yeah. Is there a Teen Choice Award for best evil laugh? Because there should be. Uh, Let me tell you, because the cast for Riverdale is up for choice drama, actor, breakout actor, breakout show, TV ship, scene stealer, and hissy fit. Yes. Ooh, there's some good ones there. Yeah. Yeah, she wishes she did it. I love when Miles tells Fred he's a Riverdale gentrifier, because if you look around for one fucking second, Riverdale has just always been white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although this is a more diverse Riverdale than is traditional for yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. But yeah. the people of color that come in are middle class, and I think have reverse gentrified? I don't want to say reverse gentrified. The, and the mayor I, the mayor is a woman of color. And that's yeah, kind of cool. I don't think it's like a, they gentrify and push people out. I think they're just like, it's been that way and they're inviting people in. In that like... But, yeah. On this side of the tracks, that may yes. be true. But, yeah. Yeah. we shall see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode has a lot of mirrors, which is usually a big symbol. Not a lot in this. Well, let's... Let's pause for a moment. What do we think? Let's just go around and quickly say, what do we think the mirrors symbolize? I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> I love it. You don't care. I think they're trying to symbolize, oh. like, interfere, but... I want to cut in for a moment to say that Riverdale has already won two Teen Choice, three Teen Choice, four Teen Choice awards. <laughs> That's truly right! It won Drama, Breakout Show, Actor for Cole Sprouse, and Breakout Star for Lily oh. Reinhardt. Oh, and because oh, of the wait, air date of... Yes. yes. Oh, she beat... Her. She's uh, so good. Yeah. Archie was her? in that category, too. KJ Apple was in there. She beat him. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, duh. She's so <laughs> much better. Yeah, I mean, she's awesome. He's like, but she's just, like, such a more in-depth character that... And, like, her face is so... Choice Hissy Fit went to Cheryl. Yes! yes. Scene Stealer, Scene Stealer went to Veronica. Yes! Yes! yes. yes. TV Ship went to... Betty and Jughead? Whoa! I think they slept. Hold up. Wait. One, two, three. Oh my gosh. Riverdale is the La La Land of Teen Choice Awards. Do not besmirch Riverdale (laughs) like that. I know. I hate La La Land, you guys. Yeah, you too. Good. You could not be friends if you were Team La La Land. Oh my god. I hate They won every category they were nominated for. Yes. You heard it here last, folks, because <laughs> of the order that this podcast airs in, but it's still very exciting for Riverdale us. Riverdale swept the Teen Choice Awards. Riverdale swept the Teen Choice Awards. Where are we in this episode? <laughs> um, oh, about the mirrors? Yes. I, yeah. I thought you didn't care about no, the mirrors. No, <laughs> not that I don't care. I don't care what it symbolizes, because I think it made for a beautiful cinematography. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I totally agree. The only time that I notice the mirror is when is as the parents are leaving the room, we catch a reflection of Betty in her in the vanity mirror, and it's I just went, 
oh, that's a cool shot. Yeah, this show is just gorgeous in the way it's filmed. It really has know. such a texture to it, and such a, there's a lot of. It's actually kind of interesting because I think the art direction and the uh, overall like direction of the show makes up for a lot of sort of how sometimes the show feels like it's a little weirdly direct directionless plot wise or like character motivation wise. It always has such a strong tone, and uh, we've talked about this on the show before. But I think the clothes on the show are like gorgeous. Yeah, they're so yeah. cool. I just want to chime in with something shitty. Is that you know Logan Paul, that awful like Ugh. prank yeah. guy? Yeah, he won. No, but uh, did Jake Murray? Ballin? No, the girl who plays Josie is like chilling out and having fun with him. Ugh, oh let's, no! Let's not no, discuss this right is. now. I know. Let's let's get this. Poor girl who okay. plays Josie. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Next up, I think we're up to the point where Fred makes his Electric Dylan reference. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I I have opinions about this. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> the fact that that an aspiring musician with an acoustic guitar does not catch a Bob Dylan reference is embarrassing. Which is, frankly, Fred's own fault, because what have you been teaching your yeah. child that he does not know who Bob Dylan is? But here's another thing, too, though, about this, just, is that, like, Archie gets a whole bunch of references, like, gets in Cold Blood as a reference earlier on in the season, and knows, seems to have an understanding of who Toni Morrison is, but yeah. does well, not... But these, I think that's, that's the way it. things happen in real life. You yeah. have selective yeah. references. That's fair. I know that I was assigned in Cold Blood as assigned reading in high school. Okay. So I and all of my classmates would have known what in Cold Blood was. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you I just agree. know the things you know. But do you guys think that Archie really wouldn't know about Electric Dylan if Archie's like a budding singer-songwriter? I think he would know okay. Bob Dylan, but not necessarily Electric I Dylan. I think it's yeah. like shameful that he doesn't, but also Archie as a character... Not surprising. That's a yeah, good point. Sure. But Archie's redeeming quality is that, on one hand, he has no clue who Yoko Ono is. But it's adorable okay, that he we went don't... and looked it up. Yeah. So that that's, could... that's debatable. Yeah. I'm kind yeah. of defending oh, Archie here, but like... No. When Archie shows up and makes the Beatles reference to Val, it's 100% because he just Googled who Yoko Ono was. That's really... Yeah, sleuthstered. Yeah, he sleuthstered it. I do want to say yeah. that in this scene with <laughs> Fred, that's in okay. contrast to Josie's parents... Fred says that he'll still love Archie no matter how the concert goes. Yes. Which is also, in that dinner scene, Fred does at one point say, isn't it, like, what's most important is that they're having yeah. fun? Yeah. Like, Fred's a good dad, except for the part where he lets his son get raged and plays with a bottle. But. <laughs> totally. He does really genuinely care about Archie in ways that doesn't feel the same with other parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He seems to be the one that genuinely cares about his child's well-being beyond himself. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that should go without saying, but I I think it's there to draw the contrast to Josie's father, who is about to walk out of a concert. Yeah. yeah. His love of Josie is so conditional, and so to have Fred yeah. pointing out how unconditional it is, I think it's just to draw the well, contrast. Well, all these parents are, like, scheming and gaming, and I feel like the only parents who, like, would put themselves on the line over their kid at this point is Sheriff Keller and Fred. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is, like, creepy and playing games and, like, acting secretively. Absolutely. And I'm skeptical of Sheriff Keller to the end, but he's so far shown that he cares about Yeah, him. yeah, that he cares about his his, his, his nice son. gay son. Yeah. Qu- quotes, oh, air quotes around nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love them together. I think they're adorable. They are. Yeah. They are. They're, it's a good relationship in the show. And in the comics. 
you said. Oh, yeah, although yeah. Um, the characters drastically changed in the comics. Kevin Keller's dad is an army sergeant. Yeah. Yeah, so different. Veronica becomes an officer of Lodge Industries when her mm-hmm. father was arrested. Yeah. So I immediately looked this up because, first of all, is a 16-year-old allowed to be an officer of a corporation? In New York State? No, she is not. One must be 18 years or older to be an officer of a corporation. I would have listed it if I could have, but I had to Google it. When they were... Oh, that's true. The company was New York State. Good point. Oh, sure. That's really smart because they were moving from NYC. I forgot about that. Yeah. And in in any case, in order to be part of a corporation, you must be 18 years old. Some states have specific rules about how old you have to be to be an officer in in a corporation, but to own a part of a corporation, you have to be 18 which, for me, brings up a couple of things. One, that means that Veronica is not an officer of this corporation. But also, Veronica doesn't know that she's an officer, which means that shouldn't she have had to sign paperwork to become an officer of this corporation at some point? Mm. Which means this is not the first time her mom has forged her signature. Yep. And I want to say, people from the show that listen to this podcast, which hopefully there is will all be, of them. Will be <laughs> all of them at some point, hire Meredith to be your researcher. <laughs> yeah, to that's be your sister. That's some killer research to flesh out the world. It's great. Yes, yeah, Meredith, plug your website. <laughs> uh, the website that will exist by the time this goes out. Yeah, Great. Exactly. Another reminder if you're looking for a writer or writer's assistant is katebatter.com. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for a music coordinator, louieperlman.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for a high school intern, I don't have a website. Yeah. But hit me up. You, you Do you like a Twitter? They could hit you up on Snapchat, right? Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what teens are like. Don't tell this against yeah. us. On, on Tumblr? Hit you up on Tumblr? Are kids on Tumblr anymore? <laughs> What do you get? Don't, don't, don't worry about it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Archie wants Val to play with the Pussycats because he doesn't want to break up the Beatles. Like we said, he mm-hmm. didn't quite know who Yoko Ono was, maybe? Uh, a lot of questions there. Uh, but he does tell her that he was born alone and he'll die alone. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Moving right along from that. Jughead sneaks into Betty's window in broad daylight. And says, oh, you haven't gone all yellow wallpaper yellow wallpaper on me, have you? See, I caught the Shakespeare reference, because, I mean, he comes out right out and says that it's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Although I really thought the is the nurse off duty line was adorable. Yeah. I, the yellow wallpaper reference went right over my head. That was not so something I was you had heard. I did not read yellow wallpaper until college, and I'm trying to remember which class it was in, but I did minor in women's studies. So, it, really, any of them. It's a short story, I knew that, by Charles Perkin Gilman, and it, it's considered, like, one of the most important works of early feminism. And if I recall correctly, I'm on the Wikipedia, she's kind of trapped in a room because of depression and hysteria. Well, I like the air quotes. Yeah. And she's forbidden from, like, moving or eating or exercising or standing up. And she's keeping a journal. Yeah. Wow. And that's what it was like to be a woman. And she has a journal that she keeps from her husband. The windows are barred so the children can't get to her. Uh, oh, okay. And it's kind of like her under-simulation and psychosis. And she becomes obsessed with the wallpaper because it's, like, all she can see and smell. And then she imagines there's another woman there. And then she locks herself in the room because, it's the, like, she's allowed to come outside and she's like, nope, I'm here forever. Are Betty's walls actually yellow? 
I don't know. That's a good point. But I don't, I don't think they so. were because no, I, aren't they like, like a pink? I think she has a pink. They're like one. a light pink or like a white. Yeah. They're not yellow. I knew that much. Well, also, I don't know if they're referencing Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, or... the nurse is not there. That's Romeo and Juliet. Mm, or are they referencing the new ABC series based, Star Cross? Based on Melinda Taub's novel. Did yeah. you know Melinda wrote that? No, I didn't know that. Do you know Melinda? I don't know Melinda, oh. but but I have a friend on that show, oh, uh, yeah, Tori, Tori Coombs. Yeah, wrote, uh, she's now a writer for Sambi. Oh, cool. She wrote a young adult novel to see if she couldn't see if it would sell, and it did. And she's very proud of like and now that it's she a got TV it. Show. And then Shonda Rhimes optioned it. Yep, the Sha- still it's still sh- Starcrossed. I have a friend who that's what it's that called. Show. Still Starcrossed. Yeah, just Star-Crossed, it was based yeah. on the novel by Melinda Taub. Oh, we all have connections to that show. I love it. Yeah, and then. Betty's worried that her parents are crazy, and what if Polly is crazy, and Jughead says, we're all crazy, and he's right, and then they kiss. <laughs> yeah. But it's also just, Jughead has a now world-famous, very important, world-changing speech later, later in on the show, in the yeah, show that correct. we won't spoil, but I feel like Jughead saying, we're all crazy at this moment is a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a precursor to that. To that, yeah, yeah, it's anyway, great. Yeah. And then they kiss, and Betty pulls away and says, <gasps> "The car." Yeah, but instead of Jughead being like, "Come on, baby, let's kiss more," which would be gross. Yeah, Jughead is like, "Oh my god, yeah," and like he's in it with her, which is yeah. why they're such a wonderful couple. Yeah, they're great. They're the best, and I that's know. why they won the Teen Choice Award for Best Ship. And don't we all wish that we could ship with someone yeah, as lovely as... Yeah, win a Teen Choice as, Award for it. Yeah, totally. Uh, me oh, too. That's what I want out of my ships, you guys, is what, <laughs> what, what, what Betty and... Meredith is dying what, what Betty and Jughead want, have. <laughs> right, Meredith? Is the... well, no, please use ship in so many more different ways. <laughs> yeah, I just... I will say I was watching Lego Batman today, and the Joker oh, explained to Batman what a ship is. Yes, it's true. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> There's the 75th annual variety show run by a sophomore all by himself. Yes, totally. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's that unreasonable because it's just this high school, whatever. Yeah, but the whole town came out for it. Yeah, but the whole town comes well, out yeah, when, exactly. fucking, when fucking Principal Weatherby peels a potato. Like, it has something to do with, okay. you know what I mean? It's like, like they're um, all they're always there. I suspect <laughs> that Kevin run ran unopposed for head of the talent yeah, show. Yeah, Kevin was like, there. I want to run the talent show, and, and they were like, like Thank Thank God. God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were like, Give it to Kevin. Oh, no. good. And this is where we see Cover Girl, Cover Girl, Cover Girl, Cover Girl. <laughs> the subtlety is amazing. Love it. Yeah. And then Val tries to rejoin the Pussycats and says, "I'll come on if I get to sing lead sometimes." Which is so fair considering she writes the music. Definitely. And, and her voice is beautiful. And can play yeah. guitar and sounds beautiful. And Josie says you can only sing co-lead on some bridges. And she's like, excellent deal. And she's like, oh boy, what a bad deal maker. Yeah. Wow, not like our like most honorable music- president. Yeah, but like most musicians, she's making a crappy deal. Yeah, that's true. Because that's what happens with musicians they, is they all make crappy doing. deals. I am yeah. 100% looking forward to her solo debut. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Uh, they are actually, I forgot, they are, the Pussycats are in the studio this week. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. We hear the Pussycats sing I I Feel Love, and it's so good. It is. It's a good cover of this song. This is a great song. I want to talk about this song just for a moment. I think this song is an intentional choice by these music programmers. I still think it's weird that most of the songs in the show are covers, 
when there's so much emphasis put on the fact that the Pussycats write original music. And that doesn't happen a lot in the show that we actually hear original yes. Pussycat well, songs. Yes, when we hear original music, it's very bad, so that's okay. Yeah, you know what I would have really enjoyed, but maybe I'm the only one because I'm crazy geek man, is maybe contemporized versions of old, like, 70s Hanna-Barbera Josie and the Pussycat songs. For like, sure. that might have been really fun, like a fun route to go with it. And the songs from, this is another slight tangent, all the songs that were singles from the Josie and the Pussycats cartoon are all Jackson 5 ripoffs, which is really cool. Like, the arrangements and the song structures mostly sound like early, like, I want you back ABC-style songs. Yeah, totally. So, like, yeah, so it would be cool to hear that contemporized. Um, Now, this song, I feel love, though. This song's from 1979. This was a single for Donna Summer, the queen of disco. Yeah. And was written and produced by this incredible producer named Giorgio Morador. Or Morador? Morador. Morador. Giorgio Morador. Say it properly. Thank you. Giorgio Morador, who um, I saw him play uh, last year, uh, and it was the best thing ever. He DJed, and at the end of the set, he said, Disco music is the best music to listen to and dance with your friends! And I was like, you are right! I was like, you are right about this, Giorgio. I I love Giorgio. He's so cool. And something about this song is that this song, in its arrangement, in its structure, I think it encapsulates everything good that was going on at the time musically when it comes to disco music, new wave music, electro. It is such a great synthesis of a lot of different genres, which I think is such a good thing about the show, is the show is such a good synthesis of different influences and different era influences. So I think it's a really smart choice. And it is a good cover, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that I would just like to hear an original Josie and the Pussycat song. Yeah, I would love for them to sing Three Small Words or Pretend to Be Nice. Oh, yes! Those songs are so good! Yeah, That movie showed that you really have to bring in the big guns. You have to bring in Mm -hmm. real bands and real songwriters. And it's a big gamble. We have seen so many high-profile shows tank because the music was not credible. So, frankly, doing mm-hmm. covers is a smart choice. It's a safe yeah, choice. It's a safe choice. Wouldn't it be amazing if Josie and the Pussycats, in a future episode, sang a song called Roll on Rolly Wheel? I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, and another band comes in and sings Backdoor Lover. Yes. And that band is DuJour. Yeah. And then DuJour is on the show. I'd love that. Who? All of this Maybelline stuff makes me just wish... Cover Girl! Go. Sorry. <laughs> cover Girl. All this Cover Girl stuff makes me just wish that they would go full Josie and the Pussycats movie style. Yeah. And just, just go for it. Just put the... Just label everything. Stop even pretending to integrate it. We might need to do a bonus episode at some point that is just about the Josie and the Pussycats movie. Because oh, it's so yeah. good. And we'll have to have you back on Love, for it. Yeah. yeah. And you'll have to fly back in yeah. for it. Or we'll we'll Skype you over from Cali. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Excuse me while I... Those of you in Germany, no one in California says Cal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> do you now? Do you live the Calabunga lifestyle? <laughs> yes, just across the bay from Frisco. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about the Calabunga lifestyle. We get to the great, good, great. <laughs> I've been thinking about the phrase Calabunga lifestyle a lot. Uh, they do find the car. Polly was not lying. Betty and Jughead find the car, and. Uh, like smart people, 
they take, take photos. Pictures. They find drugs in a Letterman jacket and they put it down because it's evidence and they take pictures. Yeah, which is great because so God, this is like one of those movie tropes like, oh my God, my gun's out of bullets and I just shot somebody, but I don't take the gun. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, mm-hmm. I fully expected them to find the car. And not take any pictures and mm-hmm. never have proof that it existed. Yeah, the least, so when he pulls out his phone, I was like, ah. Oh, the least smart thing they do is go to find the sheriff, even though they did text him. They should have waited for him at the car. But they, they are being also, watched. Why didn't they call him? Yeah, yeah that's like a pretty important. Maybe because thing. his son's in a talent show. <laughs> They're like, listen, this is we like this is the sm- this is the smoking gun of this case. If we call, however, he's gonna just like send it to voicemail. But if we text, he that's can read it. True. Oh, yeah. that's but really smart. That's who doesn't call nine one one? But instead, texts the sheriff. Well, no, you can't call nine one one because it's like no one's in trouble. Actually. You can call. There's like usually tip. Hotline. Yeah, like tip hotline. Yeah, you yeah. would call the non-emergency number potentially. Yeah, because there are other police in the town. It's not yeah. so small that there's no police. So, it's not yeah. just not that we see ever. No, no, there's police in some episodes. Oh, yeah, we do see that. yeah, that are like searching and they're oh, like with yeah. sheriff yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yes, they're being watched. I thought the choice to intercut between the talent show as a soundtrack and them discovering the car so was good. really interesting. Gorgeous. So good. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's what really makes the episode for me is that cutting back and forth and we see Josie's heartbreak oh Oh. (laughs) this is one of those things where again shout out to my brother who told me to watch the show as he points out the disco choice of the disco song only makes sense is as an F you to her dad but if she's doing it to piss off a jazz man your heartbreak doesn't break like that her face is so heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. She's like, I chose to be con- confrontational with you. And then when she gets what happens when you're confrontational, instead of her being like, that's right, dad, you leave. She's like, I want my dad to love me. But you know what? Relationships with parents, they're complicated. I can see a teenager you know? being like, yeah, fuck you, dad. But then actually being like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Yes, yeah. that's true. It's like learning how to make those decisions yeah. and how not to play fast and loose with feelings. But also, earlier when she's talking to... Veronica in the in Pops, she's talking about like how it's really hard to do her own style of music but still impress her dad, and so I think she's trying to grapple with that. Yeah, she's but trying to find that line, like, and it's not. Yeah, it's hard. She's fifteen, uh, but they do get a standing ovation, and Kevin does say, "Josie and the Pussycats, long tails and ears for hats." Yeah, which is a reference to the Led Zeppelin song "Cashmere." <laughs> What? Is that not funny? I think it's really funny. It's a reference to the Josie and the Pussycats theme yeah, song from why the Hanna Barbera. Making your Led Zeppelin joke. I just because it's just so clearly not. Okay, oh. you yeah. just chose Cashmere. It could have been any Zeppelin. It could have been any it song didn't at have all. To be Zeppelin. Okay, yeah, it I was like, been... am I like, like I'm thinking through Cashmere? I'm like, I don't think. No, that's the whole point. Yeah, okay. and the lyrics wow. of Cashmere, I think, are all just groans and and whines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the the iconic Josie and the Pussycats theme song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not the theme song from when they go into space, though. Just FYI. Oh, okay. Yeah. Veronica calls this her mea culpa moment. Someone says, you holding up, and someone says, I'm hanging on by my whiskers. She I think, says that. Yeah, Veronica says, I'm hanging on by my whiskers, which is adorable. Well, she's wearing cat ears while she says it. Yeah, but it's still very adorable. Yeah. Veronica offers to perform with Archie, and he says he wants to do it alone, because as we know, <laughs> he was born alone and he'll die alone. Mm-hmm. Because Does he really say that again? 
He I says I'll do. I, he says I want to do it alone, and then it's just like you just said that yeah. thing about me. Like, <laughs> okay, but like, okay, when you watch it, it's not actually that weird. Like he's just like saying, you know, I don't know. Born, it, born alone that. and die to get alone really stuck out to me as being a dumb teenager thing. But yeah. Also, he is being pretty polite given that Veronica has never rehearsed this song with him, but she's gonna say, "Oh, yeah. I'll do it with you right now." Yeah. Um, yeah. And but she does give him the advice that if you freeze up, focus on someone who makes you feel safe, and he does focus on Fred, which is very sweet. Yes, it's yeah. lovely. Um, but also he comes on stage and Reggie yells, "Stick to football!" And they're all wearing the wolf masks, and we see Moose. Yes. Anytime we see Moose, I'll point out Moose. Mm-hmm. He's so great. Uh, and the wolf masks still do not make sense. Nope. No, never, it's never not a good resolved. analogy. It's never not clear. Resolved. Because, like, Archie's problems, he's, like, wor- so worried about this, but it doesn't really matter at all. That's yeah, true yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I maybe that. it is a good parallel to the wolf mask. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I wrote in three separate points that the song Archie sings is, is so boring. Yeah, it it's is. A, no, yeah. unbelievably boring. I think it's kind of funny, honestly, like, when we were watching this episode, re-watching it, um, like, his, he, they, like, zoom in close to his face, and he's singing it, and it's so, like, angsty teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I am now coining as the genre of sad adolescent. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just a thing, but it's also exactly what every 16-year-old with yeah. a guitar is gonna How write. How do you think his life would be different, his music would be different, if he had, like, Connor Oberst to listen to and didn't have to put it all into this? Oh boy. Is that too much to unpack right now? <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like Connor Oberst is in the music and I don't remember why, but what this what his music really reminds me of is throwback to a show that nobody watched called Love Monkey. Where oh, I never heard of that show. It was about a guy who discovers a young talent, te- played by Teddy Geiger, okay. who was an actual musician playing his own songs in the show. And this is a this is what his music sounds like. I this is one of the reasons that I'm yeah. determined to find out who wrote these songs. By the mm-hmm. way, it's so difficult to find yeah. writing credits for these songs. Yeah. I'm I, on the case. I'm sluice during this. If I get the results, I will let you know. But I genuinely want to know if Teddy Geiger wrote these songs. I really hope that they never let KJ Abba write the songs. Because anytime it's like someone in the show's own thing, you're like, oh, you're trying to get a music career out of this. Even it took like five seasons of Reba to sing on Reba. And when she did, I was like, this is the worst! <laughs> That's so really funny. And Reba's a goddess! Yeah, Reba's great. We all watched most of Reba, right? Well, but also, it makes you watch this and go, who do you think you are, the Disney Channel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Talking to, with Cole Sprouse. And he doesn't fucking sing. Mm-hmm. So, so, so boring. The song's on the loudspeaker, and that's boring, too. And everyone <laughs> cheers for Archie in the hallway. The kids, the parents. They, oh, there's, like, okay, because Josie and the Pussycats got, like, a, a good a good cheering. But then Archie got so much more, and it's, like, yeah. what? They're, like, we actual professional musicians. And then... I could see, like, the times I've seen that reaction to such bad music is, and this is so fucked up, but, like, anytime it's, like, a group of, like, autistic children singing. Oh, no, okay. No. It's, it's not nice. But, like, you know that that, like, because they, like, really overcame something situation or someone who was, like, in a really horrible accident, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to sing again, and then they sing, and everyone's like, this is incredible! Yeah, that's it's, like, fair. Archie's just, like, a Moby team. Why are you giving him this? But yeah. I do feel because like... he's beautiful. Yes, because he's sure. beautiful. Yeah, but fair. also maybe because they didn't expect him to be good, and then he is, so they, like, yes. want to encourage him. Because yeah. I think the town of Riverdale, in its character, part of the show is about the dichotomy, Riverdale's a town of battling with itself where they you know 
it really, it's a small town. They want to be supportive of each other. Yeah. But then there's this, like, dark underbelly that they're battling with. And maybe this is a moment of this town's, you know, support and love of Archie shining through. Yeah. And but also, they they, right? um, they keep saying, like, oh, Archie's the only good person left in this town. Yes. Like, and so, like, maybe that's a Archie, Archie, the dude who banged his, yes, his teacher. teacher, is the um, only good guy left in this town. But they try to cast him as the underdog. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Because he's not. Um, because Jughead's the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. And then Archie gets his little kissy from his little girlfriend. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. Yeah. And nobody woos or makes fun of them, which I find so hard to believe. I can't imagine, like, I think to, like, I'm not in a relationship. I think to, like, a future wedding, and I'm like, I can't believe I have to kiss in front of people. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe when you're ready to kiss in front of everybody is when you're ready to get married. When I'm ready to get married, that's a good point. I, yeah, uh, and just to comment on this. Just slightly today, uh, I'll do a larger feature on this later, but uh, it is canon. There is a whole series where Archie dates um, Val, and it's awesome. It's super cool. It's a great series, and it's also the first Archie Comics interracial relationship as well. Uh, and there's an interracial kiss on the cover, and people... This is, was only a few years ago, but it was like... I thought, like, a really impressive move to have an interracial kiss on the cover uh, of an Archie comic. Yeah. Wow. The thing we kept coming back to, though, was Val could do better. Oh, for yes. sure. Yes, <laughs> yes, she can. Yes, yes, definitely. We hear in J- uh, Jughead's closing monologue, mm-hmm. he lists types of fear and fear that those closest to you are the monsters. Mm-hmm. And then we see that, well, Betty told Polly she would help her escape, but Polly took it into her own hands. Mm-hmm. Broke through a window. And there's blood on the window. Yeah. Oh, poor Polly. And then next week's episode, In a Lonely Place. Mm Mm-hmm. So, power ranking. Power ranking. So I did my own power rankings, and then people told me whether they agreed or disagreed, and it seems like that's what's going to happen again today, right now. Mm Mm-hmm, that's correct. So, number one is Polly. Polly Mm -hmm. made some big moves. She revealed a lot in the story. She really drove it forward. Val... And Betty, Veronica, mm-hmm. Miles. Miles, Miles McCoy, his only appearance the on jazz The jazz man, the jazz man, if you were confused. Yes, Miles McCoy, the jazz fellow. The jazz man. Yeah. Josie, Hermione, Mayor McCoy, Jughead, Reggie, Fred, Kevin, and number one, always Vegas at the top. Yeah, Vegas the dog at the He's top. He's always number, number one. one. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you straight off the top. Mm-hmm. Polly... Is not she has no power. She's not an actor. She's a plot point. Hmm. I would argue that she did not influence it. She was just there for other people to react to. All of the things that she did happened so far in the past. She doesn't actually take any action in this until the very end where she escapes. Well, she does give Betty and Jughead the location of the car mm-hmm. which moves a lot is finding that car and, and knowing that there was an escape plan does make a huge difference and she gives betty a lot of information that forwards betty's relationship with, with her, her parents. parents too maybe i'm just undervaluing it because she does it in a monotone definitely oh, for sure for sure for sure yes yes <laughs> for sure yes that's <laughs> no bad. disagreement there yeah and what about our crushes kate oh my crush our crushes are completely different this week and i don't think that's my, ever happened my crushes are very are a little silly this week yeah but. especially because last week we matched exactly yeah. and then this week we have no if overlap. you guys have any crushes too please feel free to weigh in yes because mine this week was number one was betty then jughead then moose that's totally fair 
Uh, you just want to put Moose in because I just of always want Moose in. And my number one is Val because she's the best. Yeah, fair. Number two is Fred. It's insane because he's so lovely in this episode. And number no, three, no, 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 no I don't hard pass Fred at all. No, ever. Number three is Hermione, who which is I Marisol yeah, Nichols. Yeah, Marisol Nichols, who Wait, I think. So for the record, do you ship Fred and Hermione? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. I do in this episode, but I sure don't for the rest of the series. Boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Certainly no, not. Okay, but I did notice Hermione looks so good. Like, her outfit. Oh, she always looks yeah. pretty On nice. point. But, like, I specifically <laughs> noticed. Are you laughing at my teenager slang? Yeah, I was. I was yeah. like, on point. I'm so glad you used that in the show properly. Go for it. Anyway, go on. <laughs> no, no, yeah. She just looks so good. She was wearing this pantsuit, and I was like, <sighs> mm. Yes. It was a sweet jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She should have her own spinoff. Oh, man. Hermione. The life, the life of Hermione. Like, is like a high-powered businesswoman. Yeah, the woman. well-known Latina name, Hermione. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the well-known oh. Latino main, name, Hiram. Hiram, yeah. Do either of you have any notable crushes this episode? <laughs> okay, not this episode, but I just want to say, in the entire series, Joaquin. Oh, yeah, good, yes. good, yes, yes. Like, my favorite. That's a spicy meatball. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, one of my biggest regrets is that he doesn't confess his actual true love for Kevin. Oh, yeah. But they go, he goes to San Ju- Do you watch Black Mirror? Do either of you watch Black Mirror? Uh, he goes to San Junipero, which is up for an Emmy for writing and directing and acting. Because it's, like, an incredible episode of Black about- Mirror. A black mirror about like finding love in this like virtual reality of a same sex couple. Like it's and so like when he goes to San Junipero on the bus, it's like a straight up shout out. Yes, yeah, shout out to this black mirror episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool, right? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Any what crushes, a, Meredith? Yeah, Meredith. Crushes. Um, if we're talking about this episode because the problem is that usually my number one would be Cheryl. Because right. I yes. love her. Yeah, yeah she's and she is she's she's notably episode. missing from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I still love this episode, which tells you how much how good this episode is, because yeah. I love it even though Cheryl's not in it. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh but for this episode I'd have to say Valerie, because I love yeah. her yeah. and sh- she sings like an angel and she is fly as hell in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure, for uh, sure, for sure. Veronica? Because mm-hmm. I just love her. her. She's so glib and, and amazing. Um, and coming in at number three, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a three for this. It could just be based on face alone. (laughs) It doesn't always have to be personality based. I mean, look, that's why Moose is always 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 Moose. Yeah, Kate loves him. I love him. I think he's gorgeous. Let's try and get him on the show. He's not doing anything from what I can tell. He was cliff jumping today. Oh, (laughs) get on our show, Moose. Get on our show. Cody Kearsley, you're not doing shit. Sit on the Riverdale couch. So, Kate, you had a. I have. You have a really cool segment planned that takes advantage of our, of our local team. Oh, man. Well, not, not, not local not team. Local. A reported team, yeah. The only team. So, I have. Wow, a list of questions to hit. So, this segment is called so Ask a Teen. Ask right? a Teen. She came in on a red eye. She's missing um, two concert dates to be here. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's the real jazz team. Uh-huh. All right, so here we are with Ask a Teenager. So we'll start at the top with a list of references. Oh god. Okay. It's not as long as you think. So uh Truman Capote. What do you know Truman Capote? Vaguely. Okay. This is not coming up in an episode yet, but talking about sleeping with the teacher, Mary Kay Letourneau? No. No, didn't think so. That was a weird one. Uh The Goonies? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, these are all references that have been on the show. Yes, right? that have been okay. on the show made yeah. by teenagers okay. who are technically. Made by teenagers who are technically yes. your age. Yeah. yeah okay, yep. Also, 
this is a very small sample size. Just take it with <laughs> Yes, we recognize that. You don't represent all teenagers except yeah. on this podcast. No, we know where you do. Totally. Uh, Frida Kahlo? <laughs> yeah. Great. Talented Mr. Ripley? Nope, that's no. fine. Okay. Patricia Highsmith, she also wrote Carol, but it's not called Carol, it's called The Price of Salt. She writes gay fiction. No. The Talented <laughs> Mr. Ripley starred Matt Damon. So mm-hmm. now we know that you watch Riverdale. Is it like a popular teen show? Like, do your friends watch Riverdale? Honestly, like, I don't know because I've heard about it, but I didn't really ever pay it much attention. So I was like, oh, it's one of those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and now like, like, I'm not like a show person. Yeah, mm-hmm. also like it, I feel like teens would watch it more on Netflix than on the CW and like at summer vacation, so maybe they'll have the like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, hanging yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, maybe when you get back from vacation you'll yeah, oh, be like, Also like I mentioned to my friends something about it and they're like, Oh, I wanna that's so cool. And at first I thought they were making fun of me because like <laughs> <laughs> But then I realized like they actually probably do watch the show and like make them listen to the podcast. Tell them the know, podcast. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I would love I'd to have some real I'd love teen to have listeners. Some real teen <laughs> and not just Germans. Uh, <laughs> not just German teens. Yeah. Oh, but also Dutchian. Yeah, also <laughs> Dutchian. 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 Cali teens to listen. Yeah, some good Cali teens living that cowabunga lifestyle. It's part of the cowabunga life. So, like, what TV shows like do you watch? Like none, honestly. I don't watch. Yeah. You're busy. Like, Junior is very busy. Yeah, yeah. And I try, like, I just try to avoid that. Like, I watch live sports mm-hmm. um, and whatever my parents are watching. Great, mm-hmm. great. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So do you think the actors are hot? Do you think they're hotties? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this this yes. makes me embarrassed. Yeah, I'm no, like, they're oh! all beautiful. <laughs> they're all very, yeah. And, like, KJ and Cole are, like, young. Now, I well, think- and you've come around on Cole because you had opinions about Cole's brass. But well, also, no, I didn't have, like, opinions. I was just, I don't know. Were you the right like, age for like the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, or was that before or after you? I was the right age, but I didn't ever, like, actually watch it. Like, I was right. like, a fan. But, like, it yeah. was, yeah, because I, like, knew of it because I worked at Nicktoons and we had Disney XD on. That's, like, my wow. reference. Yeah. Thanks for your wow at my age, considering I'm even younger than those two. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that wasn't a wow at your age. It was a wow that you worked at. Oh, it was yeah, a very bland internship. Was... I learned nothing, and it was worthless. Viacom is actually only run by interns. No one there is paid. So anytime you're watching like a MTV stream and you're like, "This is garbage. It doesn't work," because it's, it's only run by college kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you but, said that to me, and I'm currently hiring. And I suddenly started noticing that everyone had a Viacom internship <laughs> on their resume. Everyone at NBC worked everyone. at Viacom. Everyone at NBC interned at Viacom. But you got to meet Toni Morrison, right? That's true. I did. <laughs> I did internship at Nicktoons where we were in close contact with Toni yes, Morrison. Yes, of course. <laughs> Toni Morrison was working on the new um, season of Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking briefly about the shows that we felt like influenced this, like Gossip Girl, Once Your Hill. Like, do you did you watch like any other like teen dramas? Not really, okay. no. Hmm. Yeah. But, like, I feel like, again, I'm not necessarily the best That's fine. about this. because I have a lot probably, of questions, so we don't yeah, need to delve into it. <laughs> okay. Um, this is off topic. So, when you when you watch Friends, have you watched Friends ever? Yeah. And when the theme song <laughs> plays, do you clap along? <laughs> because I found this, is, I was talking some, no, literally. No any, one told you life was, was gonna, gonna be this way. way. Yeah. I know people and people that are younger than me don't do the claps, but like people my age and older, like it's n- like you don't even address it. There was because at UCB they had the Seinfeld show, and the first time they did it before the next mod team, they played the Friends theme song, 
and you heard the entire theater go dead silent, and then everyone clapped, and then went back to their conversations like nothing happened. That's interesting. Um, no, but, okay. like, I'm not... You're not a regular friend yeah, viewer. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot yeah. of teens are really getting into it on Netflix right now, but... Yeah. What? I said I don't like Friends. I'm not a big Friends fan. Yeah, I don't and like, like it. And, like, not hold up well. I don't like it. No. I know someone who started watching Riverdale because he only was watching Friends and then was shocked to see that there was someone who looked like Ben from Friends. I'm like, because it was! <laughs> Cole Sprouse was on Friends. Oh. Wow. He played Ben. He played Ross's son. Oh! And it wasn't, it wasn't Cole and Dylan. It was just, just Cole. Just Cole. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Good um, to Cole. How do you feel about all the, there's all these, like, gay BFF tropes in the show? Is that, like, a thing that's, like, in high school? Or is it, like, because I feel like when we were in high school, like, there weren't out gay people much. And then it went through the, like, sex in the city, like, my gay best friend. And then now I feel like we're over that. But I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know really how to respond to that. Like, there's gay people. Yeah, but they're not, like, fetishized. Like, if there were, like, two gay people, or if there were, like, only two gay people in a show, school, would people, like, expect them to date? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Kids are so cool these days. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm really... And also, I'm from, like, a very good place, very liberal yeah. place, and I don't think it's probably that welcome and accepting in other parts of the country. For sure. World, but, but, like, even yeah, most of us are in, like, very people, liberal like, areas. pretty good, Yeah. Yeah, I went to, like, a super liberal high school, and there was, like, maybe one out kid, because it just, like, was a different time. Great. Love it. Love it. Good to hear. This is our most journalistic segment. <laughs> I know. Um, so, <laughs> how, like, politically aware are you of, like, class, like, because the show has a lot with, like, class relations, and then also there's, like, stuff where, like, Archie talks about, like, campaigning for Mayor McCoy, and I imagine, like, teens right now are probably more politically aware yeah, than we were for several reasons. One, because of who our president is. Mm-hmm. And then also there's, like, much more access to it just because of, like, social media. Right. And yeah, just, yeah. But, like... Because they all have smartphones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a question later. Um, but, like, <laughs> how... <laughs> so are you, like, super, like, aware of, like, local politics and, like, watching, like, Senate votes? Or are you, like, aware because, like, the president is bad and there are bad people? Um, okay, well, first of all, also not a good representation... Because I had two internships this summer, and both of them were working. For oh, that's right. You're not state a government. Okay, that's not a good so, thing. Like, yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm. So, aware so of you're. You, yeah, so you're, you are yeah. super aware because you've like worked in the office. Yeah. But yeah. was that like an internship you sought out? Like, are you really interested in that? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, love, like, it, love I'm, it. I'm. Do you watch C-SPAN? No. Oh, that's too bad. I, I only know one other person that watches C-SPAN as much as me. Yeah, Kate loves C-SPAN. I love C-SPAN. Um, I'm still like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just because you're, like, having an interest in politics and you're interning doesn't mean... Yeah. Um, you mean you don't watch C-SPAN all day? C-SPAN chief for life. What's that? I was going to ask something about, like, do you have... Here's a, a follow-up question. At school, do you have, like, political conversations with your friends about what's going on? Like, yeah. oh my god, can you believe that Trump did this? Yeah. Or, okay. And yeah. now, yeah. a follow-up to that, is it mostly the social politics, I imagine, of beyond, like... Like, healthcare, like, you don't want to lose healthcare, but are you talking about, like, the economics of it? Like, how the CBO was really against it? Because it was going to raise, you know, don't worry about it. You don't care about the CBO. No, but, <laughs> don't most, but most people don't. I don't think that's a teenager thing. It was very interesting what the CBO had to say about the new Republican healthcare plan. Sure. Um, so are sports still, like, worshipped? Are sports, like, number one? Like, are jocks super cool? Um, well, the thing is, like, people who play sports, it's not, like, people just play sports. Like, everyone 
does yeah everything. right that's yeah what it was like. and also football is like not the biggest thing it's more like water polo at my school oh my god like, i had a question polo. about whether you're gonna yeah. water polo team yeah. <laughs> no joke i genuinely mentioned water polo that's i think that's more of like a california thing and my school did For sure. yeah probably. yeah because i mean we had a pool but it was like a new thing and sometimes the swim team played water polo and everyone would dislocate their shoulders <laughs> it was like a really weird phenomenon um also though like our kids like super aware of concussions in football now I don't think so. Oh, that's I mean, too bad. Like, people still they play should be, football. Yeah, they should be. Much but I'm not like compassion. into the football scene at yeah. all in any. Because you're, yeah. you're like a water polo school. Um, well, I'm not into the water polo scene either. Yeah, because like, like, you're a runner. Really. That's all fair. That's all fair. <laughs> uh, do you consider us to be living in a post James Franco world? <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to answer I, that one. Wow. I'm going to say no, though. I'm going to say no. You don't think we're pushing no. James Franco? I think he's still around. He's yeah. still relevant, yeah. yeah. In a James Franco, James Franco. But, like, what's the, like, view? Are you guys all like, oh, James Franco's the fucking worst? Or you're like, he has interesting things to say? I don't. Or do you just not. I just not care. Are you a bigger or Dave Franco? I really just think that Dave Franco is cute. Dave, Dave is. Franco's definitely cuter. Yes. Oh, for sure, like, but I think James Franco is more talented. I don't, you know, I don't. I could really talk about James Franco. Much. I've talked to you about James Franco. I could talk about James Franco for yeah. days. Okay, just considering that I don't know that much as about James but we're Franco, not. I would say then yes, we are in a post James Franco world. Beautiful, interesting, 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 interesting. That's my biggest takeaway so far. <laughs> this next question is: How big is your school? Do you have a water polo team? Um, our school is about twelve hundred, and we do have a water polo team. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, because that's about the size of my school. But also, we were in New York. So, yeah. like, California. even if, like, yeah. we, you California. had a rowing team, they have a water polo We team. did not exactly. have a rowing team. Oh. There was a rowing club that started after I was there oh. that was rowing at a Newburgh's Boathouse. But, um, yeah, I think it's, like, we did have a pool, but, like, who would they fucking play against? Okay, when did you get your first cell phone? I think I was in sixth grade. Okay, when did you get your first smartphone? Like, two years ago, honestly. I don't know. So just, how old were you when you got your first smartphone? Like, 15. 14. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. I can't speak otherwise. So, I feel like everyone in Riverdale dresses really fancy for school. Do you yeah. know? You said. No, I don't. No. But also, like, overall, the vibe in California is much more relaxing. It's much more cowabunga. I get People, it. Like, I want to. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, Kate really gets this when it comes to California. <laughs> I know exactly that California life. The California life, yeah. <laughs> you can tell I grew up an hour outside of New York City, so I get the California yeah, life. Totally. So you would say you dress more um, California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great. More California. <laughs> How far outside of the cafeteria are you allowed to bring the cafeteria trays? No one eats at the cafeteria. Oh, you're like allowed off campus? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. We were on a major highway, so we were not allowed off. And also, the cafeteria, there's no, like, trays. Like, they're not, oh, ta- okay. like, they're cardboard. So so you could potentially just bring them out and throw yeah, them Yeah, no, people do. Like, it's not, like, plastic trays that you take and then return. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you have plastic trays? Yes. Did you? No. And we didn't even have a cafeteria. There was, like, a pizza cart. Yeah, I guess, because, like, you can eat outside year-round. Yes, this is a thing with California, oh, is that we true. do not have seasons, and so there's no winter where you need to be indoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is which is cool. You get rain, but you just sit under an awning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, like, yeah, it was too cold. Do you recover, girl? Honestly, like, I don't even know. I possibly have makeup that is cover girl, but I don't pay attention to rings that much. Totally. Good for you. Totally. Good for you. It's so funny that on the show, it's just like, Oh, it's my cover girl stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> if a classmate died, would you care? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> double checking, double checking. It seems like not a lot of people in Riverdale do. <laughs> when is a friend better than a boyfriend? Always. Great. I wrote in parentheses <laughs> correct answer. Always. <laughs> are your classmates woke? It sounds like yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> some of them. Some of them are like terrible. Like there's people. Name names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how gross are boys who love Quentin Tarantino? No, it doesn't I, bother That you? doesn't like, it doesn't come up. That's okay. not relevant. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe one day I'll go to film school and it'll be the worst ever. I doubt it. Would you, or do any of your friends keep like a physical diary or do you do like a, like a private like Tumblr or something? Do people di- like diary a journal but look anymore? Look at no. confusion Wait. on your face is so much. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Um, are you talking about, like, how Betty has a journal? Yes. Yeah, like, I know people who do journal, and, like, I have in the past, mostly because I like looking back at, like, what I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I do that, but I don't know if people... But do you, you do you have, like, a physical journal, or do you... Yeah, I definitely have a physical journal, and, like, it's not like I would keep, and, like, I don't think anyone really keeps entries, like, every single day. No, I was just wondering if you do it, like, physically, or if it's all, like, computer. That's just because you come from a generation that had live journal. Yeah, that's no longer a thing. Yeah, Not that's why it's like a question. I had a live journal. Yeah, yeah. I have some very good friends. I've been important to know. Now owned by Russians. Oh, oh yeah. No, they know all about what was going on with me in college. <laughs> they know how I felt now, about nine eleven. <laughs> oh no, Russians! <laughs> oh boy. So in the show, they're much more concerned about child predators than child being murdered. Is it like a const? Is like stranger danger like a constant thing that's no. like was ever harped? Did, were you ever was stranger yeah, danger? Yeah, little, but like yeah, but like you're in high school, well, like right? you're little. Yeah, obviously, because it's a like child. harder to kidnap a teen. Yeah. yeah. Do you know anyone who shops at Barney's? No, but Me also either. that like I'm from California. Yeah, I don't know if they uh, have yeah, that in California. Yeah. I don't think. yeah. Yeah. That's fair. There is one in LA. Oh, there is. There is. But I'm that's not, how. But yeah, but that's LA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like Hermione threatens to shut down Veronica's line of credit at Barney's, and like, but does anyone shop at Barney's? Do teen girls also, shop at Barney's? She's hella she's rich. Yeah, she's hella rich. Yeah, but like I'm from New York, and no one ever fucking <laughs> shopped at Barney's. Yeah. Are your friends hella rich? <laughs> yeah. No one ever shopped at Barney's. Is your school's football coach really mean to the football players? I have no idea. We like when we would warm up for track practice, we'd like warm up around the football players. Oh yeah, we did too, but I just like don't notice. So he's probably not like horrifically yeah. mean. Uh, like how much homework do you get? Like a lot, but um, you just went through junior year and you were yeah. I just like, went through junior year. I took four AP classes. Yeah, and, so yeah. it's like no, so it's like a lot, but yeah. Oh. Okay, does your uh, how so if your school is like twelve hundred kids for the public high school, you probably have mm-hmm. about a same amount of people my town had. Uh, do you have like big like families that like? have lived there for, like, generations, and so there's, like, 17 kids with the same yeah, last name. Yeah, my cousins. family. Oh! Mm-hmm. That's my cool. Our, yeah. 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 My mom is the oldest. Her mom is the youngest. They had the same locker passed down from person to person for, like, Are you serious? 20 years. I never so, knew that. But, so yeah. do you, like, have the same <laughs> teachers so, that, like, your mom had? No, because they all left by now. Okay. Because I have the same teachers that my dad had. They were old. Actually, no, that's not true. One of the teachers that my mom had in middle school is a substitute teacher who subs for my French class sometimes. Yeah. And that's, like, the craziest thing. And, like, he'll always... He was probably, like, really, really young when your mom had him. 
Yeah, um, and yeah, he was like a French model or something. He was probably one of the hot teachers. Ooh. Shout out to Mr. Preminger. Ooh la la. <laughs> but Sacre yeah, bleu. he's like, and he like knows. He's like every time he sees me, he's like, "Oh, you're Pam's daughter. I know this and this and this and this and this family member." I'm like, "Whoa, okay." But so there is. So like, if you go somewhere, there, you're like another one of the so and so kid. Yeah. Oh, in Alameda, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Our family. There were nine of them. Oh, if wow, there's yeah. somebody in Alameda that one of our aunts or uncles doesn't know, they're like kidding. I'd be stunned. Yeah, they know yeah. everybody. If someone you knew started acting weird and secretive, stopped hanging out, and sold all of their stuff, what would you do? I'd probably ask them about it. Like it depends on how well I knew them. Like if it was like my if best it was friend, like one of your best friends and they started then, selling all their stuff. Yeah, I would ask them about it. Yeah, right. No one <laughs> fucking asked Jason about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Everyone was like, wow, Jason was selling all of his stuff and wasn't speaking to anyone anymore and was clearly showing signs of depression and possibly suicide thoughts, but we just let him go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for speaking out. Uh, Veronica, whenever she has, like, a belt with a bow on it, it's always, like, slightly askew. Is that, like, a cool look or does she just shuffle around and, like, not fix it? <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like that was just I a know, question that like, was... Her fashion sense is so much higher than mine will ever be. And then, like, probably most of the kids at your high school, much. like, don't dress like that because you're just going to high school. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was in high school, the closest like, of this cast who I dressed to is, like, Archie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, what was I? Yeah. Veronica is, like, she's so bougie, except she's, like, an actual member of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that was all my questions yeah. about a teen. Oh, wow. That's Do you guys a great, have any follow-up questions? That's a great... No, I, I don't. What about you, Merida? Oh, it's weird coming from me, because I actually know her. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think that's a really cool segment, and it sort of bridges the gap between the unreality of the show and the reality of, like... Because there's definitely things in the show where, like, we can't say whether teens do that or not. Like, Yeah, absolutely. So, like, when you, if you... If a boy... That looked like Archie was like playing an original song as a acoustic, acoustic no, guitar. No, I would so be in love with him. Like even if no it was doubt. as bad as Archie's songs. Yeah, it wasn't okay. It wasn't that bad. Okay, like, it was very bad, but <laughs> no, okay, but like he's like, but he's a got the face to make up for it. Anyone? What if he was any like high schooler that I've ever met? So right. Like, so if yeah, he's like, like a model, gorgeous yeah. right? Man. He's like yeah. a twenty-year-old Kiwi. So if <laughs> <laughs> if it was someone like like a hot guy in your school, like. So who's probably not as hot as KK Abba. Do you really watch his YouTube videos playing guitar and not swoon? I watch his Instagram videos and I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh no. I, I don't think musicians are hot. I think it's because I spent so much of my life around them. Oh. Well, that makes one of uh, us. Someone here was the president yeah. of the band in high school. <laughs> and that person was me. So like if they were less attractive than him and still hot, that would still be like a like a thing you'd be into. Yeah, but like yeah. I almost broke well, up like, with someone because he tried to play guitar for me. Yeah. This I is Kate's big story. I, uh... Okay, like, maybe if they sucked, and, because, like, it's really, the worst thing is when someone is bad at music and, like, you can't tell them. And yes. Yeah, that's the worst. And yes. so that would be terrible, but, like, no. Archie's, okay. yeah, he's hot. Okay. I think that should be the definitive statement <laughs> that ends this episode of XOXO Riverdale. Archie, colon, He's hot, which yeah. I think is something we can all agree on. I think, yeah, across the board. That ends another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Let's thank our special guest. Let's thank Meredith. Let's thank Anna Lee. Thank you for having us. This is really fun. This, this was, was so fun. Yeah. Oh, I've never been on a podcast, podcast before. Yeah, well. Have you ever been on a podcast? 
No, at first mm-hmm. one. I think you guys were awesome, and honestly, your insights into the show are, are so interesting and so appreciated. Very, very different than I think anything Kate and I would say. And, yeah. And like both of your perspectives are really unique. So thank you so much for being on. We'll have to have you both on again in some capacity. I would love that. Yeah. So next week. Next We've week. got... In a Lonely Place. Yeah, and the theme song is by... Louis Aronowitz. And once again, just want to say thank you to all our German fans. Yes. And thank you to everybody on Reddit, seriously. Yes. And please, if you're enjoying this podcast, pass around other Riverdale fans uh, so that they can engage in this fun conversation. See you next time on XOXO XO, XO, Riverdale. Riverdale! Get out there and live that cowabunga lifestyle.